The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Pretty cool. I get the keys where I just come in and you know, comment on the music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh, no, you wanted to play Little Bean instead. Aquaman's a hero! Let's see what's better than number one looks like. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble! You're listening to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show, and your live daily show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum. Yeah, we got a great show for you today. <laughs> no, actually, but before that, I should tell you who's who's on, right? Uh, you have the usual suspects in the building. On Skype, we have our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, he's our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the Cal. He's our resident. Dark Knight Detective. He is Oz. I see how it throws you off when I'm on. That's what it is. Next, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nine vulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? And as for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. We got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking to you about bringing, I guess, a review <laughs> of, of the movie before someone gets hurt. We're going to bring you a, of a review. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm all tongue-tied thinking about this movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, of Nightwing number 70. We are going to... We, we very well may have a... Uh, a listener review from El Hecht talking about Superman in exile. And we're also going to talk to you all about the CW show, the D- the DC Universe show, Stargirl. And of course, whatever else it is that you all want to talk about in the latest and greatest in comic book news. So if you want to get down with Fantastic Forum... 
Uh, we will tell you how to do that in just a moment. But first, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course you all, the All Games community for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. So if you want to get down on Fantastic Forum, here's how. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. It's true. It's damn true. So, uh, yeah, gents, it's good to be with you all. How's everybody feeling? I feel a little uh, less, like, optimistic for 2020. Why is that, friend? Well, you know, we have the COVID, we got the murder hornets, mm-hmm. we got locusts, we got dams breaking. Yeah. Um, you know, and now we got, like, the Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Yet another plague upon us? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I listen. It just, like... It makes sense to me from a marketing standpoint why you would go ahead and say, hey, let's put out a version of this movie that no one's seen before and and pump it up for our new streaming service. That makes a lot of sense to me. It's very smart. I mean, if it was smart, it would be at launch, right? Oh, when did it launch? What's well, gonna No, it's going to be in 2021. Oh, no, you're right. It should have been at launch. Never mind. It's not that smart. Also, too, I don't have a lot of faith in how different this movie is going to be. Like, we'll see. I'm sure that I'm no, I know there'll be some differences, yeah. but I, I don't know. Like, I know so, I'm not going to be smiling the same. So I guess I guess we're, we're doing this now, then. I mean, we can. I mean, we're, we're still I mean, according according to, to Zack Snyder, it's completely different. In fact, he says that the theatrical version that we saw maybe has about a quarter of what, of what he was planning. Keep it in mind, he hasn't seen it. What do you mean he hasn't seen it? From yeah. a, a, unless last I heard, he hadn't. He has not seen the theatrical version of Justice League. Wait, he's never seen the Justice League movie. As far as I know, no. So how in the hell does he know how much of his movie is in it? Well, because it's two hours, and then his is like three and a half. <laughs> but I'm just... I, I don't understand. Like, how, Like he doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not the point. What? The point is, it's coming out, and I believe, I believe, uh, Lawrence, that you owe, owe me, uh, Joe, and the rest of the world's cutters... Uh, an apology for for doubting us for for being like Thomas and saying we we are not real. It, Larry, it does not exist. Come, Larry. Don't say what. Don't succumb to that pressure because until we actually see it, no, uh, we're absolutely. still we're still proud members of the uncut. No, first of all, it it doesn't surprise me at all that that Oz cuts himself. That makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, as far as like me being 
uncut i don't know anything about that i don't well i know a lot about it but i'm not here to discuss that but what what i'm trying to figure out is like we need to see what the movie is before anybody can be like oh yeah it's completely different or oh it's basically the same thing like yeah i I just well right the whole right after right after snyder's comment about how much how much different his movie is to uh to wheaton's Warner Brothers announced that they're throwing an extra twenty to thirty million to the into this thing. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I just I don't like it's weird to me because the way that Zack Snyder talks about this cut of his movie, you would have thought this fool got fired or something, and he was never of, allowed to finish the film. I th- that's kind of how it went. I mean, they threw the stuff, you know, they they they. You know how Hollywood and the Illuminati is like they killed the kid so that they he killed, they killed his daughter. Yeah. And they, you know, basically between that, they, they got him off of it and, and put Whedon on it. Like even, you know, they had the whole news. Oh, I need to be with my family or whatever. But three months later, he's over here starting a new social media thing uh, talking about, oh, my Snyder Cut's going to be better. Like hyping it up. Like, I, I don't know. Like maybe he doesn't know how to mourn properly, or maybe he knows how to mourn better than I do. Like I don't know. Listen, wait, wait. I look. I, I don't. I don't like. I thought. And and don't get me wrong. I definitely understand that you know, the entertainment industry can definitely use particular things that happen to to as an excuse as a, a screen to you know shine a, a better light on, on someone's dismissal. Like, I understand that that happens. I don't, like, but to use the the suicide of someone's daughter for that seems pretty crass. I mean, you, everything leading up to it was like, oh, they don't have a lot of faith, you know, like... Yeah! It was leading, and then all of a sudden, his daughter dies, and then, oh, this we're gonna get a, a new reshoots and all this. And then, you know, no plans to show it, no plans to, to actually bring it to light. The studio itself said there's no Snyder cut. He was saying there is, there isn't, there is. We Up until this last screening of uh, that he did this watch with my friends on his social media thing, um, then we know that it's coming out. But technically, we still don't have a Snyder cut because he's not done with it yet. There's not cut. There's not final cut. So, so, I mean, I guess so. Just so I'm making sure I understand the narrative, and also too, uh, El Hect is on the line. So if you want to ch- chime in, feel free, Hect. And chat's uh, going nuts about it too. But. Okay, cool, awesome. I'm glad. Look, I'm glad people have opinions. I want all that as a part of this. So look, look, I'm, I'm just stuck in a vat of acid. Oh, there it makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. I'm just trying to make sure I understand this proposed like chain of events that's happening here. Because unless I'm mistaken, what we're saying then is Zack Snyder is making this movie. Warner Brothers isn't happy with how it's going. They're looking for an out and they want to let him go. In the meantime, his daughter commits suicide. I think Warner Brothers killed his daughter. Uh, Moses, Mo. I mean, I say I think. I'm not saying that's what it is. I'm not 
being Alex Jones about it. I'm being more like, you know. <laughs> or Orlando Jones about it. <laughs> Any of the Joneses. Yeah. Not, you're not trying to, yeah, yeah. Any trying of the to keep Joneses. up with them. Right, exactly. So, in his daughter commits suicide, Warner Brothers sees this as the opportunity for them to dismiss him and him to retain some dignity. In the meantime, he has a version of this movie that he virtually finished. Let's say it's not completely done, but it was mostly done. Let's say it was 80% done. He had that version. They don't want to, they don't want to, to release that version. And so they hide it and pretend as if it doesn't exist. Like, and, and in the meantime, they bring in Joss Whedon to save the movie and do a complete, what, what is a majority different version of this movie because Zack Snyder's version was so terrible that Warner Brothers was like, we'd rather fire you after your daughter's dead. And we want to and, and deny the existence of the movie. That, that's the thing that I think baffles me the most, because that's why I, I, I'm like, you can say, oh, no, well, we do have a version of it, but, you know, we didn't like it. Like someone can say that. And I think it would be a non-story after that. Right. They were just like, no, we decided not to go with that cut. I think your, your timeline's pretty close. Okay. Uh, I, I would say that it's not that they that Warner Brothers hated Snyder's version. If whatever, if if they had like if they'd been seeing what was being shot, I think because it came on the back of Batman versus Superman, and they saw it was going to be similar tone, kind of dark, that they they were not a hundred percent on board. The thing with the daughter happened, and at which point I'm pretty sure Snyder wanted some time to grieve and wanted to kind of push it back, and that was a chance for for Warner to just go with what, what's more proven, you know, Whedon. We did the Avengers, and the Avengers made a ton of money. People love it, and make you know went up to Weed and said, "Hey, look, can you make it more fun? Because Snyder is gonna make another Batman v Superman, and people hated that. You know, they they took that opportunity what? to to switch to to the you know it, it switch to the 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 pretty the the painted up whore that has that has proven success. What I what I but then with. And that I understand what you're saying, and I could see that. But the only thing is, did didn't they realize that people didn't like Batman v Superman pretty early in the filming of Justice League? They're probably locked in already, though. Yeah, he was already working on it by the time that release. Oh, man! That's why they all, you know, they all because they all those cameos and shit they shot to add into um to Batman. Be yeah. Uh, you know they shot those while they were shooting Justice League. Oh, okay. Like they went all in on Snyder, and you know people think like you know because I have um, I want to call them nudniks, but they're listeners that you know <laughs> hit me up on, they hit me up on uh, on Instagram like hey look you know especially for this because they they love Snyder, they love Batfleck you know and 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 they're the DC guys and and all this but. They they basically um, yeah they 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 hit me up today and they're like hey it's finally happening and I'm like well it might not like we don't know yet 
But they said, uh, <laughs> I, I'm like, that shit's, either way, that shit's going to be terrible. And uh, here's how it went down. It says, uh, we don't know that yet. If there's, if there's anything you've told me is making assumptions before actually trying them is a mistake. And they said, oh, yeah, I do. Based on evidence of his previous work and how easily they were letting, they were, uh, letting him like do the reshoot. He goes, bro, but you have to go in with a clean state of mind. If you go in with a negative headspace, your reaction will either be too positive or too diluted. <laughs> I said, nah, it's reasonable for me to not base my opinions, you know, to, uh, to base my opinions on the evidence I've seen of Snyder's work. Uh, otherwise, if it was any good, they would have released it in theaters years ago uh, while people still wanted it. And then he says, this, this, I disagree. Imagine if Einstein thought that way, he would have never accomplished what he did based on his failures. Wait, what? Einstein yeah. never made a movie? But look, okay, so then I said, well, all I can say is that no one's ever mistaken me for Einstein. <laughs> so, yeah. But I don't understand, like, what, what he's saying is that, you know, Einstein made mistakes, is what he's saying? Or, or he had an open mind, or... Like, I mean, yeah, Einstein I, definitely thought different. He thought I don't know your nunics, but that's a stupid argument. I mean, it's not like I, I understand where he's coming from. Like he says, you know, just wait till you see it, because it, it's kind of what I've told him. Oh, like, oh, I can got, see, it. I understand. But that. you know, if I had to wait till I see things, like we would, you know, we would have do one show a, a, a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't want to give him that peek behind the curtain. You know what I mean? But listen, nothing would bring me more joy. Then for the Snyder Cut to get released, I watch it, and I think it's an awesome Justice League movie. I would be floored by that. I'd be surprised that that was what would happen, but I would be happy just because at the end of the day, what I want is an amazing live-action Justice League movie. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't mind, like, having been wrong, you know? I can, I, I can, I'm mad enough to just be like, dude... Snyder cuts the truth. It was it was it was real. It was better. It's like and you know I I just be like hey I gotta eat crow on this. I would love for that to be the case. I mean I've been like that. I would love to be wrong. It just happens so rarely. Although exactly. where I was wrong, <laughs> where I was wrong was uh in in the whole HBO Max thing because Joe pretty much called it earlier in the week. If you listen to our morning shows. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that doesn't sound right at all. And I, I look, little did I know he was peering into the future. What did he say? Just Radamus. <laughs> you were there. Oh. <laughs> Jay, a, what did you say? That was actually that it was a news story like a while ago that I reported that the Snyder Cut was gonna be ready for the launch of HBO Max, that it was gonna be one of the day one titles. And it ended up getting delayed a little bit for coronavirus, it looks like, but it was always supposed to come out on HBO Max. Why, why does a movie that's already been shot get that. delayed for coronavirus? Well, special effects aren't done. It, it, it wasn't shot. You know it wasn't shot. But I'm saying special effects can be done in a computer by yourself. No, you need a it, render it, farm. You need a wasn't... what? A render farm. Well, yeah, but you don't, but, like... It, it wasn't no. just special effects. Like some of it was shot. Some of that was used for the theatrical release and remixed. 
but what they had wasn't enough for an actual movie. I like. Am I mistaken in thinking that all the jobs you need to finish a Snyder cut can be done alone? Like, and I'm not, and I'm not saying like one person. I'm not saying yeah. one person does all the special effects. But I'm saying, okay, I get it. You need a render farm, but it's like the people that are doing these effects don't have to be in the same room, do they? I mean, but you, they probably don't have the well. It's hard. It, it's hard to know um, because really, like some things. I know we talked about it with Joe earlier in this whole quarantine time, where we talk about you know animation could be still done from home. But mm-hmm. he explained to me that there are certain programs that make it hard because most people don't have the computers at home. Right. That run. That can the, run the stuff. And, right. And that's for you know like anime and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine that for special effects, it might be even. Even harder to do at home. This given that this, same thing. This is why you need cubicles. This is why you can't get this stuff done. If they had cubicles in these offices instead of these open office plans, you don't want to take people people's feel, civil rights, Larry. Like where, where people felt communal, they're like, "Oh, I can look over to you and be like, hey, John, how's it going with the the friggin' render?'" And he's like, "Yeah, man, the friggin' I don't know animation terms. Help me, Oz." But either way, if they had cubicles, they could do all this work and they wouldn't have to worry because they would be separated and their germs would stay in their cubicle. Larry, you don't want people storming City Hall with guns because of these cubicles. <laughs> it's a powder kick. Uh, I thought they already stormed with uh, yeah, not wanting the mask. That was for haircuts. Imagine what they do for cubicles. <laughs> They're like, I need my view of the printer. <laughs> Cubicles are oppressing my my freedoms. Give give me back give me back my island in my kitchen. Also, as a, as a related news story, it looks like Snyder is uh it's getting the band back together for reshoots. Oh, so he's got to do reshoots now too. Yeah, well, like like done. like cyborg stuff, you know. Nah, man. Th- Look, that's where the this, 20 million is yeah, coming, right? This no, joint doesn't exist. It, yeah, it doesn't exist. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't exist. I told you it didn't exist. I, I I, that's what I was banking on, too. Like, even still, like, I'm doing the whole Bill O'Reilly thing where it doesn't exist until it's actually done. But, but what I'm saying is, if, if they want to get some people together to shoot more scenes, then that that's makes- fine. To, to realize the vision that he had for the movie before he left it. Fine. Or before he got let go. Either way. <clears throat> but if you got to shoot scenes now, then that means you don't have a cut of the movie. What Remember, what was it? About four or five months ago, y'all did a story where they were talking about a leaked version of the script. And there was dark side and all kinds of shit. Yeah. All they have is a script. They might have a few shots that Snyder did, but there's no finished movie. Man, there's that's nothing the, that. Was that it? was the script of of Justice League: Dark Apocalypse War. No, no, no. This, what's <laughs> no I'm just messing with you. I'm messing. <laughs> I'm messing with you. All right. Well, either way, I mean, I'll, I'll take I'll take Justice League: Dark in live action form, and hey, that's a Snyder cut. You know, but yeah. Yeah, the, the, but there no, was I, never think, I think you're right, physical. though, Heck. I think you're right. Like, what, what, basically what you're saying is they had the script, but they hadn't shot all that stuff. 
Right. And even the stuff, even if they had stuff that was shot, whatever they had, half of it got used for the actual movie that got released. I mean... The other, the other half is Superman in a black suit. <laughs> and, and this is the thing where... That's what I was kind of thinking too, where it was like, dude, I don't believe that like if I'm like if they had a second version of this movie that could be put together and all they need is Zack Snyder's input, it's like this fool already got paid. There was never there was never anything tangible that they could use. That's why they're throwing what, 30 million, 20 million to make a new movie. <laughs> a second version of the same movie. Yeah, so it's it's more bullshit. That's all it is. It's Listen, hey, I, you guys I, wanted I, a Snyder cut, so here's a shitty version. I blame this. I blame President Trump for this. This, this is look. This is 2020. I blame People. CERN. I blame CERN. This <laughs> this wouldn't have happened before the Trump era. Look, no, uh, it was it's CERN, man. I'm telling you, when they fired up and they got that Higgs boson, they sent us into the dark dimension, man. With the darkest timeline. The darkest timeline. I've been saying that for like four years. It's 2020 and people are begging, making petitions for a shitty movie. Well, I'm I'm agreeing with, with uh, both of you because uh, <laughs> CERN, CERN was turned on during Obama's era. And, <laughs> right. and Lawrence is just making a case to revote Trump for Trump. It was. It was also the uh, uh, the date that they fired it up was the the Mayan calendar date for the end of the cycle. Look, no. th- don't don't forget before they before before they turned that switch on on CERN, like time travelers were trying to stop that shit from working. Time travelers were trying to stop. Yeah, yeah they like, fired on. All of a sudden, we have the Mandela effect. All of a sudden, we got. We got Trump. We got that that weird that weird uh, Super Bowl where so a group of white dudes and black dudes won. Like real, like everybody turned off the game, and all of a sudden they won. It's like that's that's the weird timeline, man. They fuck with the time. It's like it's like a sound of thunder, Larry. Like not everything changes at once. It comes in waves until it's fixed. On the plus side, I was actually just about that movie. I'm sorry, say that again, Joe? Coincidentally, I was just tweeting about that movie the other day. Oh, yeah? Look, once again. about terrible time travel movies. Once yeah. again, Joe Stradamus. Joe Stradamus. Been- I think, look, I think Joe is, is the one constant. Like, he's our Dr. Manhattan. He, he was, in, <laughs> he was in, the, in the collider when they turned it off? <laughs> look, let's get Joe naked, paint him blue. He's a dead ringer. <laughs> Jay being Dr. Manhattan. That actually sounds kind of fun. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, new Dr. Manhattan, not old Dr. Manhattan. Jay being Dr. Manhattan actually helps put a lot of things in perspective. Like, if that was true, I would understand my life more. And even, like, because Joe has memory things where he remembers everything, but he remembers it different, not wrong. It's just different. Yeah. Sometimes he remembers it before it happened. Right. Like, like, like this, this HBO Max, uh, Justice League thing. I never heard of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and sometimes Jay says stuff, and you're like, "Who the hell is he talking to?" And it's like, "Yeah, he could be having a conversation with somebody like in a different part in time." That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense, actually, it, actually. Yeah, he's talking to himself. 
like, like five years ago or five years in the future. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. You time never, isn't parallel, man. Like, I remember one time I was hanging out with Joe, and all of a sudden he just says, I want tacos. Right. That didn't and happen. It, then we went to a party, and he wanted tacos. <laughs> <laughs> And it was because the tacos he got were tacos that were chicken, but they tasted like salmon. And that, that's further ev- evidence of that dark timeline. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, listen, I feel like I'm going to sleep sounder tonight. It's like the world is finally making sense. Like, I haven't felt this secure <laughs> for like three years. Yeah, we know we know there is a god and he's on fantastic four. <laughs> Wait, so our lord and savior Dr. Manhattan is actually yeah. Joe. Yes. Yeah, that's what Fuck. it is. Think about it, man. Praise be to Joe. Yeah. I have a selfie with Joe where if you just paint him blue it's like, "Oh wow, dead ringer." Yeah. Check J- You got to get that printed. And put it on like a mantle with a candle. Let me let me see if I can find it. Maybe I'll put it in chat. <laughs> Dude, if you can find it, please do. Please do. I'm excited. Snyder cut. <laughs> like you haven't been this excited since his daughter died. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro. Oh no. I'm sorry. J Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Can I ask this question? And I'll leave it alone. I will. I promise. After this, I'll be done. If there is a Snyder cut, why is not why is it not coming out till twenty twenty one? They gotta we gotta put it together because it's not done. (laughs) (laughs) We just went over. But I'm saying editing a movie doesn't take like it's it like we're not even in the middle of the year. Like it doesn't take. Like seven months to put together like to edit a movie together, right? The whole thing was that they shot it all. They shot it all. It's ready to go. All it needs is some editing and fire. Like like bullshit. That, but that's what they said. And then all of us, they're full of shit. They they conned you all. It's gonna cost thirty million to make it again, and he's doing reshoots. Nah, it ain't. Let me, let me rephrase. It's not reshoots. It's actual shooting they, they, because the movie is not made. They have to. They have to actually like digitally create Darkseid and and the Green Lanterns, <laughs> and then animate that shit. <laughs> I'm, like, who was like, you know what? This is Justice but League movie. They have needs. to make the movie. Like, you know, the Justice League movie needs more cyborg. Who said that? Why do you hate cyborg? I don't hate Cyborg. I'm saying, why do we need more Cyborg? The, the the biggest disappointment, well, one of the biggest disappointments of the last Justice League movie is that he never said Booyah. Maybe once, and really somber. Now, now they're going to bring in Cyborg for reshoots, and he's going to be like Teen Titans Go Cyborg. He's going to have Booyah! He's going to have you the know, Wi-Fi. Like times. He's going to what? He's going to have the Wi-Fi that he was missing. Hell yeah. He's going to turn into a car. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm sure like, obviously uh, Snyder was running his mouth and Warner Brothers said okay and now he's like uh oh 
<laughs> I gotta call some people. <laughs> it's like they won't shut up about the Snyder cut. Give them the Snyder cut now, huh? And he's like, oh. I need, and then, I need and then, 20 and then mil. he, then he, yeah, then he ups the ante. Oh, well, you know what? I, I'll need like twenty million. I, you know, like, it, it's gonna cost literally. money again. Warner is like, okay, you want thirty? Here's thirty. So like, these people are just calling bluffs against <laughs> each other. And then, like Snyder's like, actually, you know what I need? I need Reeves. I need Christopher Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> Dig him up. They're gonna be like, we have a clone. Here you go. Now what? <laughs> They're like, oh Jesus. Like, how long have they been talking about it? It's been at since, least since almost the, a year, right? Since the original yeah. release. Since the movie came out? No, but I mean actually talking about it. Like before, there was a point where it went from, ah, there's a Snyder Cut to, hey, there's a Snyder Cut. No, like, no, at some no, point, somebody started saying definitively. I, I feel as though from the very beginning, because as soon as Fools saw the movie and they didn't like it, which they blamed Whedon for, which to me was like, wait, really? Like, we're going to blame Joss Whedon? The dude that, like, everything he touches is pretty much amazing. But the whole pretense of Whedon's movie is that, hey, most of it's shot, if not finished, and we got to edit it to his vision. But somehow it wasn't finished. They oh, just you're, talking got... about, you're talking about Snyder's. Yeah. You're, you're talking about Snyder right now. You said Whedon, but you meant Snyder. No, Whedon, because they said, hey, here's a movie. Uh, go fix it. Okay, right. let's do some reshoots. Whedon but was just... had stuff that was already filmed. Yeah, Whedon right. was just supposed to put but it, it together. Finished. And he ended up redoing it. Yeah. No, but, but yes and no, though, right? Because it's like, like do, do you guys really believe that the movie you saw... Was like if Joss Whedon had made a Justice League movie from scratch, that's what it would look like. No, because he was working off of well, stuff yeah. that was already shot. I know, I know, you don't believe that heck because you're a reasonable person. I'm actually asking Oz this. <laughs> no, not not from scratch. Because okay. I, it, it, I also don't believe Snyder when he says that we've only seen a quarter of the shit he's done. Right. I think it's somewhere right. closer to the middle, where maybe yeah. sixty, seventy percent. And then Joss Whedon changes a bunch of stuff. I don't think the Snyder is really pushing that this is a complete. It's going to be a completely new thing. Right. Again, not something I believe from somebody who hasn't seen the movie. Right. <laughs> it's like, hey, how do you know? <laughs> I, think, I think it's going to be. How he? How he? How has he not seen the movie? Like, what? What? Like, what kind of? Like pettiness drives you to not watch that movie at some point like i'm not saying watch it as soon as it came out because like i understand you had your own stuff going on and maybe you're like it, it felt painful for whatever reason whether it's just it reminds you of what has recently happened in your family or whether you're like oh man they let me go and i really wanted to finish it i could totally see that but justice league has been out in uh you know all types of home formats for i don't know how long like how like, why has this fool, like, if I've seen Justice League an additional time, Zack Snyder should have been able to see it once. I've seen it, like, five times on TNT. Oh. I think. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, but he doesn't, <laughs> too, because he's the disruptor. He's the, like, yeah, my cut's better. I don't need to watch this. This is a violation. Like, they, they, they took a razor blade and took it to its wrist of my vision. <laughs> I think. Tiger Claw. If, if we're, we're going to be. said something earlier. If we're going to be serious, I, I think. This <laughs> this new cut 
is going to be a lot like the like the director's cut of Daredevil, where fundamentally it's the same movie, but the changes between that and the theatrical version make the director's cut a better version. Like there's stuff that makes yeah. more sense because of it. It's not a completely yeah. different movie though. Well, what I can tell you is this: if it's like more cyborg, I doubt that that's how it's going to turn out to be because. That guy's a non-factor. Look, at, at best, you're putting <laughs> definition into a pile of shit. <laughs> like, hey, I can make out the corn. That's the best you're going to get. There it is. There it is. I, I Look, I think hex analogy could be apt. In chat, Locked and Lloyd, it says it's rumored that it's going to be formatted as a TV series. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, man. Wow. Locked and loaded, the bearer of bad news. Twelve, <laughs> week, 12 weeks of Justice League. Well, look, I mean, do we listen to rumors in, in chat, or do we ask the uh, the soothsayer on on the on the line with us? <laughs> yeah, Jay, you were trying to say something else. Anyway, go ahead, Jay. Oh, you're you're in twenty twenty now. <laughs> I think you you were saying something about when when I mentioned mentioned cyborg. I think you had something to say then. But we also want to hear. Huh? Quit hating on Cyborg. What makes him a factor? What makes him a factor? The parts that they cut out or that they're adding could be what makes him more of a factor. Okay. You don't know. I I don't know. And I apologize. Our friggin' deity of FF. I apologize. Please don't smack me. I put the picture in chat, but it's a link to our Instagram. So go ahead, click it, watch it, laugh, and follow. I'm telling you, the mother box turns Cyborg into a car. Then he's going to run over Darkseid. That's your sniper. Who's old enough to remember Turbo Teen? What was it? Who's old enough to remember Turbo Teen? That's why they're going to do it. Who's old enough? Yeah, I mean, like, like I don't think, I don't think Moses is old enough to remember that show. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Maybe. No. Where the cartoon about a kid that turned into a car whenever he got hot. <laughs> because of the eighties. Is that what happened? Oh yeah. Yeah. I spent. I, look, I'm sorry, but I spent more most of the eighties in the whorehouse. In, in what? That didn't have TV. You spent you spent the majority of the eighties in your mom's stomach. <laughs> Again, whorehouse. Oh my <laughs> God. Man, there it is. I'm gonna tell her you said that, Larry. <laughs> I what? What? Oh no, that's terrible. <laughs> My next oh, birthday is going to be extra funny when I tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Look, just don't tell her I converted to Jayism. <laughs> she'll forget not let me in the house. When she hangs out with Jay, she'll, she'll convert to Jayism too. Or the abbreviated form, Jism. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's the unorthodox Jayism. Yeah. <laughs> that's the form. 
jeez. Speaking about Trump's America and CERN and uh, all that, let's should we jump into uh, Star Star Girl? Yes, please. Oh, might as well. Golly, let's just keep keep the the DC <laughs> the DC vibe rolling. Why not? So, uh, did you all watch it finally? Yes, I mean, Oz. Yeah. Oz, please tell I the watched, people. I watched the debut. Okay, Moses watched it from the beginning. Like as soon as it as soon as it released. Day one. Day one, man. Early adopter. I did Oz. day one of Amazon. Say again, Jay. So I did Amazon day one. There it is. Jay did Amazon day one. I, I watched it yesterday. It's like, it's on Amazon. Yeah. Huh. Well, there you go. They 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 heard your your cries of of woe. I'm so glad that I paid for DC Universe. <laughs> <laughs> right. The the platform where you can get everything you paid for someplace else. <laughs> well, turns turns out most financing the Snyder cut. Oh Jesus! If I was, it would be on fucking DC. When I say it's on Amazon, I mean like most stuff on Amazon. Like you can buy current TV seasons, you know, digital TV seasons. So it's oh, not yeah. like it's on not prime. a prime, right? Right. Well, Star Girl is the latest uh, Berlanti show, I guess. Uh, yeah. We keep saying it's it's a CW show, but I think it it'll. It won't go to CW until after it's on the DC Universe. Although, now hearing that it's also on Amazon now, then, you know, anything but can at happen. Least, at least, here, the thing about the Amazon thing, I'm I'm, I'm okay with that because, you know, I, I paid a year or two years in advance for DC Universe. Um, I get it when it comes out, you know, that's what it is. But if you want to get on Amazon, you have to buy the whole season, right? Is that what it is, Joe? Uh, you can either buy individual episodes or buy the whole season. Right. So they're not getting so a better I, deal than I am. I'm sorry. Say that again. I just bought the first episode because the season's like 30 bucks. Wait. That's I have funny. no idea how good this is going to be. Can you... Is the whole season available now? Like, if you, if you dropped your $30, could you binge watch the whole thing? No. Or is no, it, or is it time it, release? Uh, It'll automatically give you the next episode when it comes out. Like how I did Rick and Morty. Right. Okay. So yeah, it's the it's the latest show to to come out. Honestly, we well we I don't know how you still feel, but when we first saw the previews for it, we all thought it was gonna be crap. I it it, it just didn't look good. I, I didn't I wasn't looking forward to it. And based on what the the current lineup in the Berlanti verse is, I I really did not have high hopes for it. But um, now that I've seen it, at least this first episode, I enjoyed. I don't know oh. if it, if it's because of the low expectations coming in. I don't know if because I it, I literally watched it within seconds of watching the the latest episode of Batwoman. And watching Batwoman makes everything much better. <laughs> I, I I love how um, 
how he said like oh when we got the first like glimpse of it we thought it was crap and it's like yeah we still think it's crap see i uh, i enjoyed it i i really did no i mean you can enjoy crap like i mean look at the republican party like they loving it no we we messed around and talked about a terrible movie that we found highly entertaining like was that yesterday or the day before that we talked about yeah it was movie monday movie monday yeah we talked about valentine the dark avenger terrible movie but highly entertaining i can now watch because i'm back on prime yay but wait is it on prime jay yeah oh, okay good i mean did you pay for it larry i did not pay for it so then it's on prime but no well, but no i i watch him call it i i watched it on joe's account i think oh okay but maybe i guess i just watched it on prime i didn't realize it yeah, and when I when I told you guys about the the first six minutes of it, that was as I was watching it, because right. I, honestly, like that opening scene happens, and at that moment I thought, well, this is going to be the best part of this, because <laughs> after, right right after this we're gonna we're gonna get into the the CWized uh, Star Girl show. Well, <laughs> I love how I don't understand. I, I love how the first six minutes he's like, it's awesome. Oh, send me them. And he sends me this first six minutes. And then when I actually watched it, six minutes, 19 seconds, it's garbage. <laughs> I, will, I will say that um, one thing that they do in that first six minutes that really kind of takes you out of the whole thing is they do, like, the comic book thing, like, the classic comic book thing, which is, like, you know classic comic book writers there's like one of these unwritten rules where they're like okay and i think it's like something like in the first like say four pages or six pages like everybody has to say their name or everyone has to refer to everyone else by name because that's how you would like establish that people knew who's who modern comics don't do this as much because we we've kind of come to the point where they're like hey man just Put it in the recap page that gives you like the name and kind of the rundown of who everybody else is right in the front so that we can like make people talk normal. <laughs> you know, where it's like, let's let's let it be conversational and like maybe I'll still put their name in when it makes sense. But if it doesn't make sense for the story, I'm not gonna say these people's names because that's weird. And man, when I tell you like they say the name of every character and it's it's so strange. It's so strange, like, because in a comic, it's like you're reading the name and it could be weird, too, that they're saying the name like you like I know for me as a younger like when I remember when I was younger, I remember reading comics and noticing it, but you're reading it. So it's not that big of a deal. But when you have somebody saying our man and it's like, why did he say that guy's name? (laughs) You know, it's just like he's like, wow, cat. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, hey man, instead of saying Wildcat's name, why don't you help this fool up? Get him a bandage or something. Like this fool's hurt. Like why he knows who he is. Why are you saying this fool's name out loud? Like, or even if you know, I, I get that you know sometimes in the real world it's like I can see a scenario where like Oz walks into the room and I'm like, 
it's Oz. You know what I'm saying? Like, that could happen. If Oz was walking to a room bleeding, I might be like, man, Oz, are you okay? But what I'm not going to do is be like, Oz. <laughs> you know? I'm going to be like, what happened? <laughs> like, or I'm be like, yeah, I, I might not even say your name at all as much as just trying to make sure you get taken care of. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, <laughs> it, on it top of that, the, the whole reason he's there is to help. And then he does nothing but, but call out everybody's name. Right. But he can't help. Like, he could never help. <laughs> like, it, it turns out a guy that can manipulate time one hour at a time can't help. So why is a guy with a striped shirt going to help? Well, but like, have you seen the stripes, though? I mean, yeah, I get it. Like, it's, it's Star Spangled Kid and, and stripes. Like, no, they're, he they're means horizontal. The, I don't think you yeah. understand. Oh, I thought you meant stripe. Not the stripes. No, no, the stripes on the shirt. Yeah. But I guess he didn't have stripe yet. No, no, he he had it. He didn't. Um, and you know what the weird thing is, is the casting of Joel McHale as yeah. Star Spangled Man. I don't want to call him Star Man because to me, like, there's only one cool Star Man that deserves that name. And that's that dude from the Legion. Mm. You know? But it's like, yeah, it's having like I was watching it. Emily's like, you know, we had just finished Community, so she's like, "Is this another episode of Community?" Because <laughs> <laughs> of the way been it played much out, more awesome if it was. Well, like the way it played <laughs> darkest out, darkest timeline. And the thing is, like watching Community, like that could totally happen. Oh yeah, <laughs> easy. So, it's not even a stretch. It's what? just a matter of a decision. Right. So it, it it's like, yeah, it, it was weird for her. And then I'm like, well, it's a weird casting to do him if you're just going to kill him off. And then, you know, six minutes, 19 seconds, he's like, protect the staff. <laughs> it needs to go to somebody, not you, uh, somebody that's worthy, not you, uh, somebody that can handle it, not you, uh, somebody that. And it's like, that's total community shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, I, actually, I I hated that part. That like I could see that's where Jeff Johns kind of like left the page, and somebody came in and started like, "Oh, this will be funny." Jeff Johns just got writing credit just for the fuck of it. Like, see, and that's the thing where it's like, if it was Community, it would have been delivered better. Like, it, that's like the writing that you know, like, okay, the writing isn't as good as it could be on this show because Joel McHale is hilarious. And if you left that fool to his own devices, he would have made that joint work somehow. But the way that it was, it doesn't work. And it's just like, y'all messed around and made Joel McHale unfunny. Y'all really selling this on me. I, I Look, I can see like them not wanting Joel McHale to be funny. But it's like, why cast, why cast him? You know? Yeah. Well, but I'm saying, it's not that... But I, that is... It, you can tell that that's supposed to be funny. It's just not. Like, this uh, fool was hilarious riffing could, off of Tiger King in an after show, which is like, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Tiger King is, is full of places to make fun of it. But still, it's just like, it's like that fool can make, like, he can make a lot of stuff funny, but that wasn't it. Like, it wasn't working. And I'm like, jeez. Yeah. I know I I don't I I wouldn't know I don't watch Tiger Tiger King. It's it's look. You may want to, but you no. may not. 
I, I don't. I don't. I really don't. Like, the whole thing is like, oh, people eating bats in China. And then all of a sudden, they're like, they're captivated during the pandemic by a guy keeping wild animals in the cage. Like, you guys oh, no. are fucking idiots. Yeah. No, no. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it would have been popular as it was if everybody wasn't locked in their homes. I don't think that's the case no, at all. It's not even that. It's the way that society responds to Tiger King while condemning the wet markets. It's like, it, it's, yeah, I don't. Yeah, we deserve the plague. <laughs> uh, caller, you are the sixth member of Fantastic Forum. Tell the people who you are, where you're calling from, and what you have to say. What's up, guys? It's Lloyd. I'm locked down in Oakland here. And I'm calling in to defend Stargirl because I really liked it. There, well, look, I'm glad that Oz has a companion in this. And it's like, look, maybe you can explain the the charms of Stargirl better than Oz will be able to. Even though technically, I don't think we've given him given him a shot yet. We're we're yeah, still on uh, the first six minutes, technically, right? I want to hear Oz talk about it a little bit yeah. more first. Oz, continue, please, buddy. Uh, yeah. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like the, the, the rest of Stargirl. The rest of Stargirl. The whole episode is. It, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why I enjoyed it. It was a cool little story. I know that at some point they wanted to make a, a Stargirl movie. And I think this is probably adapted from, from that script a little bit. And it's really just Stargirl getting getting her hands on the cosmic staff and kind of figuring it out. And, you know, going out and, and doing some stuff. And obviously that, that uh, I, I guess, lets the villain community know that they're back or something like that. But it's not it's not like you're like all the other Berlanti shows, you know, where it, it's automatically somebody at the desk and you know, while the hero tries to learn the powers and all that, it's really just her on her own. And in fact, the, the only other person, the who's going to, I guess he's going to play the mentor role, uh, stripes or Luke Wilson, like do, doesn't even know she's doing it at the time. Right. But like every other Belanti show, everybody around her is going to be a powered person. Like you can look now that we've seen the first episode. We know everybody at that reject table, that that bench that like, you know, the, the Melania, like best friends bench or whatever, where all the outcasts sit. Wait, like, why is it the Melania? Because she did that. She made the bully bench. Like if you're like not part of a group, you sit at the bench together if you're not. Part of Melania, Melania Trump did that? Yeah. That was her initiative for That's bullying. such a bad idea. That's part of Be Best. Be Best. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but, I, and I made but, that comment when, when I talked to you guys about it, that I really yeah. enjoyed this first episode, but I don't know how I'm going to feel when the other kids show up. Right, but they're already there. Like you already like now. When I saw, as soon as I saw that lunch table, I'm like, okay, there. That's our man. You can that look is. at the poster and see that that's who they are. Yeah, mm -hmm. but but the, the thing is, without seeing the poster, they just look terrible. And then when you actually watch the show, it's like, oh, it's a Berlanti thing. They're, we thought that little girl was a yeah. boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really what it is. Yeah. So, I mean. Look, yeah, I, totally, man. I, I love. There's no doubt. You're you're spot on. I love the old picture where they. It's like because it's like you know I read Stars and Stripe the comic the Jeff Johns one, and from reading that like I know that this show 
while it does take a lot of that book, it takes all the best parts out to make the Berlanti thing. <laughs> and even the best parts, like if I explain it to you, like I, I wish Joe would do it in the way that Joe does. But the the really what happens in that book in that first issue is she moves and then she fights like dragon basketball player guys. And when you say dragon basketball player guys, what does that mean exactly? They're they're bad guys that look like they have basketball jerseys as part of the villain costume, but they have dragon emblems on it. And uh and so they it, have dragons on on the jerseys? Yeah. But they're not dragon people. Uh, I oh, mean, they're dragon people too? They, they oh, might Jesus. or might not. Like they're they're, they're <laughs> They're controlled by a villain that can control people, but for some reason, brain brainwave. But when, but when, but when he controls people, like they're wearing a uniform that looks super villainy, but it might just be a basketball costume, uh, or uniform. But yeah, that that's the look. The comic isn't that good. Like, I'm not (laughs) that mad at this show for being what it is because the comic wasn't that good. You know. There's some this things sounds that, like a Space Jam crossover. Th- I mean, there, and look, there's plenty of stuff that doesn't make sense about this show. I never understood, and it, this is, this isn't the first time that I've seen this, and it's always bothered me that the I mean, the show opens with the the villains teaming up and destroying the the just society, just just killing everybody, and then they just like what retire for ten years, like homeboy. Well, they the, won. They won. Yeah, but don't don't supervillains like try to take over the world and shit? And that's why that's why the heroes have I to think stop they them. Just got rich. Only the, only, only the only the friggin' like you know unimaginative ones, like the ones that are stereotypical, which are JSA villains. But it's even it's yeah. It, it, the show is weird. <laughs> like, I, I I actually like it. Like, if I was a little girl growing up and this was the show I get, that's a superhero show that could kind of speak to me. Like, I actually put my mind in that state a little bit, and I'm like, you know what? This is kind of cool. Like, I'll allow it. <laughs> it, but it also I uh, keep watching it, it myself. It, it also yeah. kind of bugged me that stripes, stripesy. It has been best friends with with uh, the Star Spangled guy, Esmo. Esmo was you know trying to trying to keep the Joe's uh, not Joe, trying to keep Mo's thoughts here. Um, they they've been best friends since since childhood. Well, it's a little weird that you, Stripes was uh, was twenty and Star Spangled Kid was fifteen. I, I don't know why they were hanging out together. But they've been fr- they, they've been best friends for for a while now. Uh, Star Girl shows him a, a picture of her dad, and it's him. Like we all see, okay, that's that's the guy, and he looks at it as like, I don't think that's him. Hey, you do, I don't know. That doesn't look like him. I think Wait, you're she wrong. Showed her a picture of her. Of her she dad? has a picture of her dad in in, in a locket. I mean, she recognized. Yeah, I, she, I think he doesn't look at it. Is the like intentional part? Like, if you notice his eyes, like he just is looking at her. No, uh, but like, he, he doesn't know, want. He knows they're they're related. He knows they're related. They they were like at the opening. They're fighting in L.A. Well, and if like, he if he does know they're related, then now we're saying this guy 
married his best friend's widow. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I don't think he knew because he was saying, like, he seems, he was, like, denying it. He's like, there's no way that there's that much of a coincidence. And I think, she, and she was insisting, like, maybe it was. Maybe it was just this amazing coincidence. Also, he seemed um, genuinely shocked that the Cosmic staff. And it would definitely staff. be a douchebag move if he did that. So, like, no. they're not going to, like, create him as a douchebag. No, Lloyd. If, or will they? <laughs> Lloyd, if you are right. <laughs> what a twist. If you are right, then Luke Wilson is a worse actor than I thought. Because... Even like how he he's like it's the off worst it. of the Wilsons. Yeah, look, like, actually, <laughs> I love how he said that like it was like a major insult. Like none of them. Are great. <laughs> I like how it throws throws Mo off when somebody agrees with him. <laughs> like he's trying to make a poignant point, and then he just got agreed with. Like, oh, shut that down. No, I do think Luke Wilson was good in this. I'll I'll go to bat for Luke Wilson's no, performance. Look, he, I, I thought he was fine. Like I actually like when when Stripe came out. Like that shit was tight. That was tight. But um, it, 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 the thing is, they picked Luke Wilson properly because he genuinely looks hurt when he's rejected by a teenage girl. Like I think <laughs> that's happened to him when when she doesn't like. She says, "You're not my dad," and that look on his face, like I, he lives that. Like that's trauma to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like like Ty Luke Cassis Wilson's face dad. always looks like that. Yeah, yeah, that's the look that he has. But yeah, I, the show itself. I like if you read the comic. The comic itself is bad too. Like it, it's yeah, not, it, it is. It's Jeff Johns's first DC comic. Yeah, and but the thing when is, you read the trade of it, he even like basically has an apology in it. He's like, look, I was. Um, Pretty green is the word he used to describe. <laughs> <laughs> so, so these, and he these was. fools Forever. collected it just because it was his first work. No, they collected <laughs> yeah, it because the yeah. character. Well, the character went on to be in Justice League Unlimited and stuff, JSA. and yeah, and, and JSA. So the character actually turned out to be a good character. It's just that book wasn't that good. I, I actually enjoyed it when it came out, and then, um, but it wasn't like a good book. I just like her character. I like that new kid in the new town thing, and and I'm glad that they they actually did that in the show. I just don't get how they went from LA to like a 1950s town, you know? <laughs> well, because that's, that's where the that's where the mom is from. Also, that's that's what no, no, the, that's I, what no, those, it, that's what there are that's what those towns are like out here. Yeah, like I, I, I understand. Like they lean in on that, but yeah, they're kind of just like touching I, look, on it. Again, I get it. I don't get why they were fighting villains in L.A. and then all of a sudden the villains are in Williams, Arizona. You know, I what mean, mean? there's a mystery to find out. He said he was searching for something when he was yeah. there. Yeah, he, he had a map, bomb, so. and like that town was circled in it. So the obviously and, and there's something. So yeah. and the thing it's is, the first episode. The, the, the funny thing is, everything. I'm pretty sure that that town is downtown Hermosa Beach. I'm, a, not, I'm sorry, not Hermosa Beach. <laughs> I think it's it's Old Town... Uh, Pasadena? Uh, no, 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 no. I, I think it's Old, old Town... Um, damn it. What's what's that? Um, like, Old Town, like... Like, El Segundo. Oh. Yeah, that's how that is. Yeah. yeah like, old Town TV budget. Yeah. There's literally, like, a two or three block, or f maybe it's four block. Like... Actually, uh, damn it! I feel like I know you know Mo and Oz. We haven't been there, but Jay, I feel like you know you know where we went to go watch that UFC fight. Yeah, I was. Yeah, there. yeah. 
the Tito Ortiz one. I look, you you're gonna remember better than I yeah, can it if it's Tito. I remember it was Tito Ortiz versus um the dude with the the sword on his like torso. Oh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, right. Yeah. Where we had that's when we had the uh, that's actually when the they gave us the uh, the damn it the whiskey. What's the the joint the um? Oh damn it! I'll I'll remember. But you yeah. Just, where we, just a quick side note: Mo is the only person I've ever heard call it a sword tattoo because everybody I know calls it a penis tattoo. That's well, hilarious. Are you serious? It's it's clearly a sword with a hand on it. Oh, it, it's a sword, yeah, but everybody <laughs> calls it a penis tattoo because if you look at Brock Lesnar, hey. it's like a penis pointing at his face. I'm a, fir- <laughs> I'm a firm believer that people see what they want to hold. <laughs> the Sailor Jerry's, right? Was that the same night the Sailor Jerry's girls came? No, uh, the Sailor oh, okay. Girls wasn't in the same area, but that was at a different bar, and that was like a Christmas event. Got it. Okay. So, but that, yeah, that same spot, like, which I think, I think it is Old Town, El Segundo, or whatever. I'm pretty sure it's the same. That's where they filmed it. Yeah, it looks like that. It looks, it also looks like Williams, Arizona, or how I yeah. said, everywhere out there. And look, Small Town USA is the only, like, one of the few parts of LA that look like Small Town USA. And then the thing is, I get all saying everything looks like that. I'm saying in the comic, they move and it doesn't look like that. Like, it's just a regular town. Mm. So I don't see why they decide to go that route. Like, it doesn't add anything to it other than the fact that I, I guess if they're trying to go that the town is being run by the villains and it's eerie, then I can see that uh, being a reason why they do that. Because even like that guy's like, oh, I'll get you buff. I'll get you this. And then, like, if you measure, like, Luke Wilson's forearm and, and forearm muscle and that dude's calf muscle, like, there's two of Luke 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 Wilson's forearms and that dude's calf. <laughs> like, I think even Luke Wilson did, like, he looked at his arm and, like, he had that look like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right, yeah. But, but again, that's also Luke Wilson's look. Like he looks like he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like that's that's just his face. His rest- I didn't know, I didn't think he was acting when I saw him do that, but it, it was it's weird and it's like all generic like the car parts. It says car parts manufactured in America. Like it, it's <laughs> so weird. Like if that if they don't like play into the story why the town is like that, then it, it, I'm gonna hate it. I don't know. I I really identified with them. Like first walking around in the town and the kids like, what the, why the fuck is everybody so nice? Yeah, like that that shit but, is like that. That's how it is out here. I, I I know, and and that's cool. But if it's not part that of the story, the then, then I don't get why they would do that. Well, yeah. but it's it's a a big city family coming to a small town. E- either, way, like, either way, either way, it does look like it, but, it, it does look the like the them point? being there is going to be a plot point be, based on the map that that uh, Luke Wilson. Pulled out of that trunk and then just left unlocked with everything out, I guess, so that his yeah. his daughter could yeah. find everything. <laughs> yeah, but I think other than the night, the like retro aesthetic, which I think just kind of lends it maybe a unique look, is maybe what they're going for with that. I think it actually kind of does serve it well to distinguish it from the rest of the berlanti verse type settings like it feels very distinct from like a star city or like you know the different like the Arrowverse 
locations. This felt like really unique in this small town kind of setting. We don't have that uh, right now. Uh, I know like we had it in Smallville, but I didn't watch that. But like, it's kind of nice to see like, oh, this is refreshing. It's not the city setting. Uh, and I think a lot of what the show offers is like a different take or a, a different lane to explore, like the dynamic between the daughter and stepfather, like this, how this is going to play out. Um, it's, it's really, they've kind of carved out a unique space that I like wasn't super interested in back in the day when she was in JSA and I was like first reading her stories. But remarkably, as someone who does not care about the character going in, I was like, they actually managed to pull me in, I guess, just like with their craftsmanship. Like, I do think overall it's a really well-made show, despite the TV budget restrictions that it does have. Like, the the dude that they at least got to direct this first episode is really good. And they, they got him to do an episode of Doom Patrol uh, as well. His name is Glenn Winter. And he's actually, like, a cinematographer by trade. So I was oh, kind of impressed. Cool. Like, you kind of can see the way he uses the camera in ways that are, like, yeah. oh, there's actually, like, craftsmanship to this. Like, when the when the, when the the staff is going into her room and we're seeing yeah. it, like, from the angle of the, the staff and it, like, zooms in on her, like, really dramatically. And, like, that's a quiet moment. But then that final fight, you also see the camera kind of, like, sliding and dragging with her or, like, zooming in when... Uh, you know, she's you know in that in that final fight. So I was like, this is way better made than I expected it to be. So I guess it's like it's all about having low expectations, maybe. No, I I, I agree with you, Lloyd, because it is it, even the casting all around. Like I talked about Luke Wilson jokingly, but you know, a- Amy Smart is the mom, and and the girl, <laughs> like the girl looked. <laughs> Better than like she looks like the comic, but it's like if the comic was drawn better, I felt it would look like that. Yeah, you know? and she no, has right. she has a, a, she well as far as the first episode, she pulled it off. I think I, I you know, I saw oh Breck basing her oh is she there because did her mom get her in there or something? And I, she she did way better than Ruby Rose does on Batwoman. <laughs> yeah, should not be the bar. Did the Berlanti. But but no, I think I think you all are right in the sense that the cast isn't the problem. I think I think the problem is the writing. <laughs> but really, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's not like it's terrible. It's just it. Like here's the thing: if if the bar is like okay, this is gonna suck, then it's like you're absolutely right. This did not suck. It's not a terrible show. I'm not sure it gets to the point of being a good show in this first episode. It's all right. It's palatable. And, you know, I mean, I think that's the thing where, like, if if you're coming off of Batwoman, then, yeah, you're probably right. Like, I get why you would be like, man, man, this is way better than Batwoman. But, I mean, you know, and then I know I understand that, you know, like some like a show like Flash has definitely like, you know, fallen off some since his heyday, but it's not as good. As like say you know, like Flash at its height, or or even Arrow at its height. In my opinion, it's it's serviceable and it very well may get better. You know what I'm saying? Because in the same way, like how the first episode of Agents, Agents of Shield was no good, but then you watch the subsequent episodes and it gets better and better and better, and you're like, okay, this works. 
that very well could happen with this show because the cast is definitely capable. Well, this first episode was better than the first episode of Agents of Shield. I mean, maybe I don't know. Like I, I was more interested, but that very well might just be about characters and being interested in to see what happens to them. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know a lot about Star Girl. I've definitely watched. Obviously, I like. I watched her in, um, like Justice League Unlimited, and I've read a Star Girl like in some comics. Not. I've never read a Star Girl comic, but I've read her in other comics here and there. But it's one of those things where, like, I've never, I've never really understood what her deal was. And that very well might be because I've never read a comic book that was about her specifically. So no one's taking the time to tell me. Same thing in like Justice League Unlimited. Like I don't remember an episode where they're like, oh, this is who Stargirl is and this is what she's all about. She's just kind of there. And, you know, and this this show felt the same way to me where it's like she's there. I don't know what her deal is exactly because they're not being specific about it or like trying to tell me what it is. And or at least not yet. Maybe it'll come later. So I just kind of watched this like, okay. I mean, I get it. There's like a staff and it's like somewhat sentient. But I mean, I, I don't look, I don't know what you all know about Stargirl. Maybe you all can tell me more that will get me interested. But I feel like at some point in the first episode, you're supposed to hook me to be like, oh, you, you need to watch the journey of this character. And that didn't happen for me during the course of this episode because like the, the, the lead is great. She she's a, a, a great actor. Um but like the actual characterization was just like I mean it's fine, but it doesn't rise to the, like, Huh? What were you saying, Jay? I think I think they could have did the characterization like they got the characterization right, but I think one of the strengths of the comic is that it starts off with her as a hero. Mm -hmm. So you know she gets better. Like, in this first uh, episode, I just don't really have... I don't really like her. And I don't really have any sympathy for her. And I don't necessarily want to see her succeed. Like, I don't know if I want to see her fail, but I'm definitely not rooting for her. Well, and, and, and I can see that. I mean, but here's the thing, like, I don't even necessarily need the whole, like, I don't need to even like her or want to see her succeed, but give me a hook or I'm interested to see where she goes next. And I don't know that I really got that hook out of this first episode. Like, I understand what's happening and it's not like, you know, like for, for, I guess as, um, loose as they kind of play with things is, I think it's a testament to the actress that you know, she pulls it off where it's like, okay, yeah, like, you know, okay, like it doesn't feel far-fetched or out of the way, but at the same time, it's just like, okay, I guess she's the the daughter of Starman, you know, I guess. Okay, Star Spangled Kid, whatever, look, that's the thing where it's like, I I guess the thing is, it doesn't matter that I don't know who the, I'm not, intimately familiar with the characters like i'm willing for you to tell me about the characters and i can become invested in them but that's the thing like i don't feel like they at any point during this initial episode 
did they do anything for me to become invested in the character themselves? The I, I, I won't say the craftsm- the craftsmanship of the episode was poor, because I don't think that's the case. I just think that like, you know, like the 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 problem with it isn't anything to do with the 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 execution of what they were given. The problem is what they were given. And that's why I say the writing. Because I'm just like, why why do I care? Like why do I tune in to see episode two? Because of a mech suit? Like, no. <laughs> like that's not enough. But I will anyway, just because you know. Would it, would it help, Larry, if uh, if I told you that the source of the power wasn't necessarily the lance, but a belt? <laughs> well, I mean that's that's well, interesting. That's interesting at least. But I'm just like because I'm just like wait what what with like I don't know anything about any belts, you know at least. But I don't know maybe. But I'm just like look it. Look, what I'll say is this. It's not your job to get me intrigued. It was their job. And so I'm still going to watch it, obviously, because I do a, a, a comic book show. But if I didn't do a comic book show, I don't know. It's like I got a lot of choices and a lot of like, why, why am I watching Stargirl instead of starting, you know, like Hunter Hunter? I'll tell you. Yeah, we're seeing the Patriot oh, Act episode of Justice League Unlimited. They say they do mention that it's all her staff, like all her power comes from her staff. They don't mention a belt. I think she also has the belt. I think it's a separate weapon. So yeah, you should probably go back. That's why I don't know much about her. I only know her also like like you, Larry, like through other things, really through JSA, which I love. And so they got me. Like, yeah. I, and I'm more of a DC guy, so like, right. that, like, exactly. like also saying that first opening bit, like seeing that JSA fight, which was so well done, like the action yeah. backflip off the balcony, and then yeah. even before that, when you arise and you see Wildcat, like, yeah, fucking die, and you're like, holy shit, like, th- dude, that's Wildcat. You just died. Like, I never thought I would see him on screen. First of all, because he's such a like random. I would agree with your. He's relic. an arrow. Well, he's an arrow. Yeah, barely so an arrow. Not only that, but that see that scene you guys are so like jizzing over. Like, did he look like that though? Did he look like actual wildcat? wildcat? No. Yeah. See, that was they nailed the costume, man. All those characters when they appeared, like Our Man, everyone, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, look, you, they, you know them right away. They nailed it for six minutes, but according to that poster, they didn't nail it after that. <laughs> yeah. So they, they like, got me. They got me invested because I was like, okay, I see what they can do in terms of like. Giving me that DC satisfaction, but then of course it's not about them; it's about Star Girl, whom whom I also don't give a shit about as a character. Uh, don't have anything against; they're just not not really interesting or compelling to me. And what they did was they kind of used the you know the stars and stripes scenario of them moving to a small town, and I realized like this is a pretty unique superhero story right here. Like this is, you know, yeah. you're not seeing this filmed on TV. You're not seeing this dynamic where she's going to be the hero and her stepdad is going to be her sidekick. Um, and what that kind is of, and the fact that they're playing in and, and leaning in on the humor side, I think is really smart because like, that's a absurd dynamic to begin with. So like you kind of <laughs> want to have 
the fodder to see like what kind of stories can they come up with what kind of plot point i feel like they created a really good toy box in this first pilot like maybe they didn't progress the story that much but they kind of gave us all the pieces and they get they they did characterize they get they let us know who the characters were for better or for worse and then they kind of gave us all these pieces a little bit of some mysteries here and there and they set up some really interesting dynamics you know, with her and her dad, her and her mom, her and her history, with with uh, with um, I guess her actual dad, so like her and her stepdad, and then her history with Starman, and then she has this new kid in school dynamic, which of course we've seen that before, but it's really like kind of like the cumulative effect of all these. Where I was like, I can see within this toy box how they have all these pieces. Where it seems like there's a lot of potential there, especially if they keep focusing on like producing high quality craftsmanship if they like if it keeps looking that good and being like that well acted you know i i feel like this is as a dc fan i'm like yeah okay i'm down with this so far could go could go south who knows you know tv they might have different directors doing different episodes and it might not like visually look as interesting but i mean for me i feel like a pilot that that did it for me as someone who has no interest in star girl i'm like okay yeah i'll definitely keep watching this what do you think, Oz? Uh, I agree with Lloyd. Everything he said. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. What? Heck, did you get to watch it at all? No. That's fair. I don't think Heck so even it knew it, it was CW out. With like 11 less minutes of footage. There's Wait, what? what? Yeah, oh. so that's the plan. They release it first on uh, DC Universe, and then it is airing on CW, but it's going to be CW length, which is 42 minutes. Not Wait, so on, is that on a DC real Universe, thing, or are you just making that yeah, up? No, 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 this is real, this is real. Yeah, yeah. On, on DC Universe, it's 53 minutes, and on CW, it's going to air at 42 minutes because of commercials. Man. Wait, what? So, so what if you want to see the DC Universe <laughs> cut... Yeah. Have to have that yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm going to renew my subscription now. Yeah, I did some I did some poking around to see what the what they cut. Um some of it's interesting. Like a lot of it is characterization that <laughs> like may have like for example like small moments like they're the driving in the car scene where she's texting and he's like trying to tell her about like, Oh, you know, I went through this and that. He said, she's like, uh, I'm talking here. And it kind of makes her seem like, Oh, she's kind of a bratty teenager. They cut that. They cut the whole dynamic with the, like with the cheerleader chick trying to be like friends <laughs> with her at first. Like, they cut that. Wait, but I'm just like, that doesn't sound cut, like, like little bits here and there. I but, don't feel like I'm getting a better show on DC Universe. <laughs> but well, release a Berlanti cut. One thing they cut that I think was dope as a DC fan was when he goes down to the basement and he's looking through the like the JSA classified files, mm-hmm. and it's all total spam service. That yeah. was cut because CW audience doesn't care about that. Shit. But it's not it's not total fan service because that's that's how you know why they're in Blue Valley. Like that's where well, he pulls out the map that has like all the lines on it and the, the map part. But like, uh, he goes, uh, he shows all the different profiles and uh, all the things. It's fan service. It's just for the fans. It's fan service because even 
the 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 JSA team that Star Spangled Kid was in wasn't that JSA team. Like none of those people were on that team. So they actually do that scene in the comic, and when you actually look, I would man, I wish I would have reread it just to like talk about it here. But when they actually show the picture, it's like six guys in the JSA, and it's like the crappiest people. No hour man. No Dr. Midnight. Like, she even comments, like, my dad was Star Spangled Kid. Why couldn't he be, like, Dr. Midnight? You know, like, that that happens <laughs> in the comic. And, you know, they show Wesley Dodds, and I'm like, I'm a Wesley Dodds fan. I'm like, oh, yeah. Wesley Dodds, Salmon. Like, I love I love that they did that. But it, it's, like, it's total fan service to give it some legitimacy. Because if they actually yeah. would have gone the way of the comic, the way the comic showed the JSA, nobody would have gave a fuck about it. See now, here's here's the thing for me, and this might again, I guess, well maybe not, but what I was gonna say is you you all know I'm not the DC guy by any means. I appreciate DC's uh, place in the comic book industry as a whole, and I, I totally like acknowledge how iconic a lot of their characters are. However, when you start getting into you know like DC characters that are a little bit more um, well, I, I can't even say obscure per se because like for instance you know I'm watching the show and we're, I'm watching that JSA fight in the beginning and then the, 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 the villains come out at the end of that fight and I'm like oh okay like I was like damn I know that guy I couldn't think of his name off the top of my head but I'm like I know that guy even though they didn't really show him in the fight, or at least if they did, I missed it, which is very possible too. But I was like, damn, what's that guy's name? And I couldn't remember it. I knew it had like a master in it, but I couldn't remember what the, the master was. I was like, damn, it's not you Game forgot Master. Sports like, That's master? Marvel. Who? Oh yeah. What's this guy's name? I can't remember his name. I know like I know and I knew like I'm like, okay, no, he he's the dad of a home chick, but you know, it's like what do you think? But again, it's like it's my failing in the sense that I'm not like deep rooted into DC characterizations, so I don't know. I couldn't remember all of the 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 specifics off the top of my head, so I had to look it up, right? But it was it was Sportsmaster, and yeah. I was like, yeah. And so Sportsmaster was there, which I don't. Was he? Did they show him in the fight? Yeah, he gets like flipped over immediately though by Starman. Okay, so I missed. The like, yeah, I didn't realize he was Sportsmaster then. Probably they gave him the okay. bitch treatment. Yeah, if right. You, if you blink, you didn't see him. Okay, so I noticed him when he came out at the end after they had like basically won, and I'm just like, oh, sports. That that's that dude. I'm like, what's that guy's name? And I was like, something master. I can't remember his name. And then I was like, okay, I had to look it up. And it's Sportsmaster. But then when I looked it up, I was like, wait a minute, that guy's like alias is this this alias? I can't remember the guy's name off the top, but. That's the same dude that he got introduced to, right? In the town? The uh, mechanic? I mean, not, he's the mechanic, but the dude with the gym. The that's gym, the gym guy? Oh, yeah, I, I think that. that. Yeah, I think that's him. Like, yeah, that's, oh, cool. his, that's his alias, right? Oh, okay. Because yeah. they're retired. And all the villains are retired. Right. Well, and so, I think this is a, that's not even, a cool premise. They're not even retired. They're just, they run this town. And that's why yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. okay, this whole 50s aesthetic is probably why, you know, the eeriness. But we don't know yet. We don't know what's going to happen. This is the pilot. Like, shit gets changed after the pilot. 
He's but, like, but I me. think they're they're like retired from super villainy because <laughs> maybe maybe Larry, let me let me pitch it to you this way. Maybe this, maybe I can get you this way. But why did they retire in Beverly Hills? <laughs> but imagine. Well, there's a, yeah, of course. But there there, there is a mystery the low about profile mo that we don't know. Yeah, Newsom runs imagine, California, imagine so they can't. Way. This is a world where there, there's no there's no Justice League, right? It's the JSA. The JSA is the Justice League, basically, because this is its own universe. And in this world, the superhero, the, the Justice League lost, the JSA lost, and this was the world is like li- living with a post, like you know, the equivalent of the Avengers all dying and losing, and literally dying, like they got murdered. And the world's like, okay, so now our best superhero team is dead. The villains won ten years later. I feel like there's a lot in that in that in that box there that we're not seeing. That we haven't seen on a, on a, t- a superhero TV show. Maybe there's a movie. I think. No, I, I I think you're I think you're right, Lloyd. The only thing I will say is, it does like Mo's point does kind of hold in the sense that it does feel like okay, well you're super villains and you did win, and there's no one there to stop you. It does seem strange that you decide to like, like, put down, like. You know, stakes. Yeah, there's a, a mystery there. In there's a, a small they, they town, the seeds. and it's not to say that you have to like do it big. Like you don't have to be like, okay, well, we won, so now we're gonna take over the biggest city in whatever state we're in, and I'm the mayor, and you're the police chief, and you're like, it doesn't have to be like that. But at the same time, it could definitely be more than like small town. What is it, Blue Valley? <laughs> yeah. The- yeah. Well, the Valley thing is because there's some mystery with that town. But well, I actually think it's more, re- perhaps it's more realistic. Like, just because you're an evil super, like, you're evil doesn't necessarily mean that you want the responsibilities of taking over the world no. or a city. Like, it's maybe not, you just want to be rich. It's not that. They they were fighting in Beverly Hills in, in L.A. Yeah. Like, that's how it opened up. Like, they're fighting in L.A. Right. And then... What's wrong they, with that? Well, all of a sudden, they, they relocate to Blue Valley, Nebraska for no reason. <laughs> well, I don't is know it, if they were is it actually Nebraska? Just because they were fighting in LA. Well, that's where, well, where Star Spangled I mean, Band... I think it's implied that they have many fights with the, with the Injustice Society over like, the yeah, years. Like, and that was just the last fight. Like you said, in that, that whole thing that we saw in the first six minutes, there's a movie there, there's a series there. I, in fact, for a fact, know that there is a trade paperback there called Avengers Disassembled. <laughs> um, so yeah, so like it's like when I sent that, I'm like, Marvel did it already. Avengers Disassembled. And, get, and it was better. <laughs> yeah. um, I wish they did that instead of... like there. There's actually, after Avengers Disassembled, there's a JSA Disassembled that was actually done by Mark Guggenheim, which is uh, one of the dudes that actually works in the Volantiverse. And it's like, couldn't you just do, like, at least do his story? Like, no, because this disassembled means you have to deal with their bullshit drama of no, like, how they're disassembled. Didn't... This is not disassembled. This was decimated. They were literally no. murdered. They were <laughs> just like killed. Blew up the whole <laughs> Avengers mansion with everybody in it. This is this is decimated, not no, disassembled. But, here's the thing. But Justice Society had that. Like they had that villain that just knocked everybody. Like, yeah, Black you're, Adam. You're not you're not getting it, Mo. 
Avengers get disassembled, when you talk about decimation, that's the X-Men. The X-Men got decimated, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was only, like, 200 of them left. There's there's JSA <laughs> stories where they all get beat, and it's not by the fucking wizard. Like, it could have been so They're fucking... They're always crazy. getting their ass beat. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> And then it's like, well, you know, and again, I mean, I, they got a guy that just dresses as a cat, you know, like <laughs> they're gonna get their ass. He's like, I can box. But it's like, <laughs> I remember that story so well too. Like, it's like Jay Garrett got his legs like broken, like to the point where he can't move. He's like a paraplegic, and then Alan Scott like was fucked up. Uh, Mister Terrific got retarded. Like they made him retarded. <laughs> but, <laughs> It was so terrific retarded. <laughs> they could get away because with it in the early 2000s. The, the, that villain, I, yeah, like he said, I think it was Black Adam. Like he actually like attacked each. Um, he disassembled them and attacked each of them to their like the opposite of their uh, their strength. Their strength. Oh wow! It was Dang. it was a psychological torture in addition to a physical. Uh, dismemberment and shit like that. It's messed up, man. He's like, oh, you think you're... Bra- Look, you, you gotta love how what, a lot of black superheroes, their superpower is being smart. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, like, you know what? It's like, yeah, man, black people can't be smart just like regularly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you guys uh, think, I do you guys think the janitor is Starman? Say what? You guys think the janitor is Starman? No, the janitor. Creepy ass janitor. Yeah, the janitor isn't Starman. Oh wait, wait a minute! Like wait, wait. Here's the best part. Which which janitor? I don't even. The janitor at the school, like he kept creepily staring at at a star girl. Yeah, there's two scenes where they show they make a point to show this creepy janitor staring at her. Oh man, I, I wasn't paying enough he's attention. But they cut featured. that from the CW cut. They, <laughs> they did. That's no joke. They cut both appearances of him. Look, they cut the fight with Brainwave. Oh, did they? Yeah, Wait, the wall when the when fight with brainwave and the thing is cut with, when Stargirl CW version when Stargirl actually fights back with the staff. Yeah, th- that part was cut. Uh, what the so, fuck? Wait, listen. Ching ching. See, that's a big cut. I don't even understand how you even how that show is the same. It it, it is a different cut all completely then because it's like, like, I feel like that's a seminal part of that episode. Yeah, dude. That and it's, it was it was like really well shot and like the action was good. Yeah, that's what that's what the what's... actions like. Why would you cut? The action was like the best part of the show. I didn't cut any of it. My question is: Did the DC, the CW have? I was going to call it the DCW, but <laughs> might as well. CW, did the CW cut? They didn't cut the fight with the bullies, like in the drive-in. No, uh, that's a that's so. a pivotal moment in her. No, it, you know what? Actually, they, they cut right before it, that where she's practicing that, with the staff. That scene could be cut in half. The the bullies in the drive-in. That, that scene is terrible because that's the scene that tries to be like the comics. Like those are the dudes she beats up in the comics, but it's not like she uses her powers to beat them up. You know what I mean? Like she just uses her her wily. Um, that her could wily. Be, like you know, I don't know if that's she's I mean, a, is she a gymnast in the in the comic? Like she's she already knows in the comics she already knows how to fight. Like she's she's. Oh. Yeah, like it, there's no like, oh, you're my stepfather, and I don't know who you are. You yeah, know? she she was a superhero. She was the new Star Spangled Kid before she got the staff. Yeah, 
Mm. Uh, yeah. So, and even in the comic, in the comic, she didn't even the first issue. I don't think she had the staff at all. But wow. Either yeah, way, right. yeah, she just fucked. She just fucked them up, which I think is a disservice to like have her rely entirely on that big phallus. Um, you know, being a strong female character. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the show. You mean? Yeah, that's a different show. That's a different show. Like, we're not talking about that here. Um, you know, RF logo is a big phallus, but. Anyway, I mean that's how I see it. It's it's long and thick, and then it has two little parts of it hanging out. Man, I hope your penis doesn't look like our logo. Uh, I mean you can hope all you want, but you're hoping. <laughs> I'll take it. Speckles and everything. Oh Jesus! Oh. <laughs> I gotta get most penises all the flash lines. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. It, it, I lost where I was going. <laughs> Anywho, like, it's what, true. It's true. Where, when she beat up those dudes in the comic, like they were the dragon jock guys, and she beat them up, and then she figured out that there's somebody controlling their mind, and it's that's mm. that's the end. She didn't have that brainwave fight. Oh, so, so that's interesting. So in the comic, they're not just assholes, like in the in the show. Like they're assholes, and their brain, like there, there's two aspects of it. Oh, got it. Yeah, they're easier to make do that stuff because they're yeah. Because you still play into that new town kid, but the new town doesn't look like, you know, like Williams, Arizona, or wherever. Yeah, old town El Segundo. Yeah, Hex should watch the new episode of well, the last episode of what we do in the shadows because it takes place in Tucson. <laughs> Tucson. Yeah. Gonna have it, to find that. One of my friends was telling me about that show too. It's hilarious. Yeah, I'm gonna start that too. It it's really what, interesting. What part of Tucson? Well, it doesn't take place in Tucson, but the guy. So, uh, look, I don't want to jump into a review of it, but <laughs> one of the vampires didn't pay his rent when he lived in San Diego, and then uh-huh. he like hides his identity and moves to uh, Pennsylvania. But yeah. his backstory is that he's from tu- Tucson, Arizona, but he has an accent because he's from Europe. And they asked him, like, why do you speak like that if you're from Tucson? And he goes, that's how we play. That's how we talk in Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> and it was hilarious. So I thought the heck when I saw it. But, yeah, the, that's beside the point. But, yeah, I, look, this show, uh, it is for who it is, and hopefully it's successful. I, I would like this show to be successful because of how um, it it was well done, well crafted. Even though the story is not what I would like, but either like I, again, I didn't even like the original. So there's certain aspects of it that keep it into that superhero feel that gives it that good superhero feel, even though the comic was bad. And the show kind of doesn't go there, but I think it can. It does have potential. I I will say this: between Oz and Lloyd, I am genuinely interested in watching the cw cut like i just i just want to see like what the differences are like the fact they cut 11 full minutes out of that episode i'm just like like i i know that you've told me where but i still like want to watch it to be like where (laughs) you know because it's gonna be a worse episode it is it's definitely gonna be worse (laughs) it's definitely gonna be worse because i'm just like the 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 full like the amount of time that like here's the thing and the messed up part is at first when you said that i was like well maybe it's a better version 
because they're cutting out like a little bit of bloat and it's like maybe if it feels faster paced it might work but when you start talking about the actual scenes they chose to cut i'm like oh like they are they are messing around and making this a terrible episode i mean 10 minutes is a lot it's a lot but it's 11 (laughs) it's just even more (laughs) 11 is fine and for real though, like ten ten minutes of a friggin' like fifty minute episode is a lot. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm like now. I'm like I said, I might review my membership now because <laughs> it's like yeah. I just. I'm finally happy that I get something that nobody else gets. After paying an inordinate amount of money. Wait, how long was the Amazon version? It was still for 53 minutes. Maybe messed up if they gave you the CW cut. <laughs> yeah. And are they going to do that for every episode? I mean, they kind of have to, right? If it's on CW, there there's a TV link. Yeah, they have to... They have to- so here's the thing. Why would they cut out the better parts <laughs> on, on, if they're required to have people like sucked in? Like, you know, the DC Universe, for all intents and purposes, doesn't have to keep you sucked in. Like, even me, like, I got mad and canceled, but it's like I still got it till December. So it's like they got me. Like, they could do anything from here till December and have me like, you know what? I'm going to renew this shit right now, you know? But or even like if you're paying month and a half, like month month at a time, month to month. But CW, like they they need you to su- stay in there. Like why cut that brainwave fight out? Like I thought that was the better part. Like I remember seeing it, and it's like I, I saw them her beating up the dudes in in the in the driving, and I'm like, man, what it would be like if King Arthur just decided to fight dudes that picked on him when he got Excalibur? You know what I mean? And it's like it's dumb, and then she fights brainwave. I'm like, oh, at least it led to that, you know. But if that's what they cut out for the CW show, like that, it has no hope. Yeah, it'll get renewed. Look, Batwoman got renewed for season two. So, well, it, look, it got renewed, but it's not going to last. Like it might end uh, at the fall season. It's not even come, season two didn't even come out in the fall season. They're pushing it to twenty twenty one. Oh, see, yeah, like, and that's like, look, I'm glad she got off. But that's <laughs> we're not talking about news right now. Okay, so now, yeah, Larry so, peed himself. Right. So okay, uh, Jay, you watch this joint. Right. How would you rate? Uh, Stargirl episode one. Um, solid three. Okay, Lloyd, what would you rate it? I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Fair. What would you rate it, Oz? Four and a half. Four and a half. Moses Magnum, what would you rate it? I would do a good three and a half. I want it to be better, and that's why I would do three and a half. Like. Mm-hmm. I see the potential in it, and and I don't. I wouldn't want people to just not watch it based on anything I say. Watch it and make up your your own mind, because I think 
from you know having a, a young high school girl as a as the the lead character, I think is important right now, and I think it, the quality could could uh, match up to that importance. And uh, yeah, uh, the potential is there for it to be higher than three and a half, but it's up to the studios to do that. Got you. I'd I'd give it two and a half. So yeah. Okay. But you're gonna keep watching. Oh yeah, definitely. It, look. Well, like, the, the the potential is definitely there as well. I agree. So okay. What are we what should we talk about next? Let's Actually do- Oh go ahead. I was, I, I wanna hear your take on that movie that you shit your pants to. Hilarious. Okay. Uh before someone gets hurt, Jay, talk about it, please. So it's a movie about a ghost hunting film crew that uh, they find out about a haunted house, supposedly haunted house, and they set up cameras and they're investigating. And after a few pranks, uh, ghosts start attacking and killing them one by one as they try to survive and find out what's going on and why it's going on. The end. So, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's your overall gist. Which, it's a pretty good movie, I think. Like, it's got a couple of holes here and there, but the characters are pretty likable. And uh, uh, the unlikable characters, I think they're unlikable on purpose. But yeah, the characters are good. Um, the situation is pretty eerie to my remembrance. You know, the more you watch a movie, the less eerie it becomes. Um, but what, what did you think of the eeriness? It being your first time watching. You're talking to me. Yes. It was definitely eerie. I mean, honestly, it started out uh, decently strong. Uh, I I just was kind of like hoping for the payoff just because I'm like, you know, like, Everybody that that listens to Fantastic Forum regularly knows, but for those that don't, like I'm not a fan of scary movies, and this is a found footage or quasi found footage film, and found footage films are actually a, a little bit scarier for me just because it's all about what you imagine might happen as opposed to what actually happens. <laughs> and so for that reason, I was like kind of freaked out in the beginning. And they laid like some a little bit of foundation in regards to like, you know, hey, this might be a thing that is all about like, you know, angels and and demons and, you know, all this like religious kind of iconography and stuff. But it doesn't ever really pay that off to me. And that was very disappointing. Because, like you said, it start it start it starts off eerie, but it doesn't it doesn't pay off. 
Before you continue, Larry, like you should know that this movie was made by Disney, so you might want to amend your review of it. I'm I'm gonna stay right where I'm at, but was it really made by Disney? No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was say, I was like, I feel like it would have been better if it was made by Disney. <laughs> It was actually but, Gravitas Ventures uh, is the company that did did it, mm-hmm. which they're known for modest budget horror films, um, kind of like a Wild Eye releasing, but they tend to be better than Wild Eye. But go ahead. Okay. Yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is more so like, I mean... Don't get me wrong, I understand. Like, the story they were setting up didn't feel as if it was more um, about, like, anything that has to do with, like, budget. It's just about, you know, like, like, I guess, figuring out or deciding where it is or how it is that you're going to, like, pay off the setups and I don't know that it ended up it ended up happening for me like I, I you know I don't I, and I guess it's possible I may have missed something but I don't know it, it I don't I'm not seeing it I'm not seeing it and so I'm just like well hey maybe, maybe like maybe you all can explain it to me those of you that watched it that I missed or whatever, but, but yeah, because that's a Did possibility. Anyone watch it? Hmm? Did anyone else watch it? I didn't get to. Um, I, I only got Prime like an hour before the show. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I'll maybe, maybe I'll try to watch it so that I can comment on it tomorrow morning. But it'll most likely be Friday. Or next Monday. Okay. Yeah, don't pressure yourself. But if you're looking for a decent horror movie to watch, at least I thought it was decent. And I will say, as far as payoff, um, yeah, not a lot. It's... Yeah, it, it pays off enough, I think. But I can understand where you would want more. Like, normally, uh, you get, like, a foot at the end. And we don't get that here. You said a foot? Yeah. What's that a reference? Like, no, like, the camera will go... Like, a lot of times, like, a lot of people... Like, all the people will die... And the camera's on its side. Oh, and then yeah. you see a foot in the frame and then leave. Like, we don't get that. No. But we do get someone sucked into the void. Which is kind of a, just as good sometimes. Mm. At least I liked it this time. I mean, okay. Uh, but why, though? Why did you get sucked into the void? Yeah. Oh, the house was evil. No, but see, like that's not enough. 
You want more than evil? Well, yeah, because like the way that the sh- the movie kind of the small amount of lore it gives you makes you feel like you're going to get some sort of it, it sets up an expectation for you to have like the reasoning behind things that are happening are, is going to be related to this. But then at the end, well, it's like, number. huh? They do mention, they do mention the numbers. Yeah, but, uh, but like they reached the the quota after that one guy dies, so that's why it lets the two survivors out of the house. But but then why does the other guy stay? Oh, he's already dead. Like, not in the literal sense, but they're in his head. Like, But what? He, he, they're, they're in his head. Like, he can't leave. But why? Because the point of view got him in the beginning. That's why he's weird throughout the rest of the movie, and he's holding on to that ball. No, no, I, I understand that aspect, but what does that, like, but it doesn't tell you, like, we don't understand what that means. Oh, it just means that he's got, like, they got him already. <laughs> but they got him. But, okay, but why would they get him and kill everybody else? Like, oh, he dies. That's what, he gets sucked into the void to die. What? what? You understand why that doesn't necessarily follow, like, it doesn't. Like think of him the, as the anchor, as an anchor. Yeah, but you got to tell us why he's an anchor, or else it's just random. No, because he was there first. Yeah, but so they got him, anchored him. Like, what do you need an anchor for? Yeah, now you're just wanting too much. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're just you- wanting. That's right. That point. It's like one of those things. Like it'd be different if they were like, okay, well, you need an anchor, and maybe they leave it ambiguous why you need an anchor. But no one says that. That's just like, like that's just us talking. You know, if you watch in the horror movies, it kind of gets to the point where you just know when you don't question it anymore. So I guess <laughs> as someone that's new to the genre. <laughs> There are a lot of things you gotta explain not, to you. I'm not new to the genre of horror. I don't watch horror movies because the stories aren't good. That's not true. Because I I've been telling you to watch a good horror movie and you you just refuse. Which one? Us. No, I mean I know that's us. Not, well, I, I, I know us is good. It's a comedy. Okay, well, like, listen, I, I haven't seen it, so I don't... Jay might be right. Look, Jay's also talking from 40 years from now when it's, like, recategorized as a, the greatest comedy of all time, but we're not there yet. It's a horror movie right now. I know, I wasn't scared. No, nah, I mean, it's not about scared. It's about the, the, the characters, like, the, the actual way it plays out. Like, It's which, definitely a horror movie. I've heard how they played I Got Five on it. It's like a, it's like a, like a thriller, I guess. I mean, maybe not like, classic horror. I don't know. Well, like if you watch a movie like The Strangers, like, you watch a movie like Us, like they're in the same genre. 
Like it's, it's it's horror the way Twilight Zone is horror, which Twilight Zone isn't scary. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, up yeah. in the horror genre. And, and, Twilight, and Twilight Zone isn't comedy either. Right, but us is. Us is a straight up comedy. I don't believe us is a straight up comedy. Well, no, I said that wrong. Okay, but I us believe it could be like maybe a dark like, comedy. It's like no dark con- comedy has connotations. You can't. It's like a horror comedy. Okay, horror comedy then. Uh, hey, look, yeah. this movie that we watched today oh. is under the comedy ca- category. No, that that was miscategorized. I don't know <laughs> why they haven't fixed it yet, but it's not funny. I wouldn't say so either, but I saw that it said comedy on it. Yeah, it's weird. Like even the description is weird, wrong. Like the way the movie <laughs> is described is wrong. So it's like it's it's odd, and I don't know why they haven't fixed it. But yeah, it's just a horror movie. So aside from you feel like. The lore didn't pay off. What what else did you think of the movie? Like, how was it otherwise? I mean, if I'm not talking about like the actual story, it, it's okay. It's like the the people that act in it are fine. Uh, you know, I mean, it it definitely was like eerie and scared me, but that's not hard. <laughs> so. You know, I could totally see other people that like actually like horror. Like Tedekin wouldn't be scared by this movie. You know? Well Tedekin uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. He's yeah, very desensitized, cool. like, you know. But <laughs> but you know, but for me, I was like, okay, like this is definitely like like as soon as the, the they ha- there's a point where like a dodgeball rolls to a guy and I'm just like, Ugh. I'm like I don't like that because that implies that children will be coming and you know small white kids scare me when they're like unattended so I didn't like that and you know I definitely knew the kids were going to be white because there's no people of color in this movie at all so (laughs) I just like you know well there's one who the woman that was talking to the guy that gave them their permit. Oh, wow. You're hilarious. That's true. There is a black woman in the whole movie. She's in a scene. I didn't remember her. because she's. I think she does speak, but not much. Right. She, she kind of just looks at the other guy and is like, mm-hmm, that's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who even, like, why is she there? Like, I guess he needed a manager? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and they were like, hey, man, I know that you think we should cast a white woman for the manager, but what if we cast a black woman? And they're like, wow, that's so progressive. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. Like, is it, yeah, she did not need to be there, but okay. I don't even understand, like, why the scene was like, he like, there's a scene where this guy goes to the office to get the permit, and it wasn't ready. 
So he was like, okay, well, if you can do something to make sure that it's ready later, cool. And then he went to the house. And then they had a scene after the fact where the rest of his crew went to go get the permit because they're like, hey, the, our guy came in and he said it wasn't ready. So we came to get the permit. And it was like, okay. Like, you know, he's like, well, you shouldn't go to that house because it's, you know, it's haunted. It's terrible things happen there. And that's all valid. Like, I get why you need that scene. Why do we need the scene beforehand where he goes to get the permit and it's not ready yet? Like, we don't need that. Uh, No, you don't need it. Right. It's flavor text. It's what? It's flavor. Flavor for what? What what flavor is that? Useless? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, ultimately useless. Yeah. But they use it for flavor. Like I, I feel like maybe it's a runtime thing. They're like, "Well, man, we need some more scenes, or else we're not even officially a movie. It's only like eighty minutes." I don't know. I don't know. But I just like, I like it. It baffled me because I was just like, I don't understand what like because like nothing, like the guy doesn't say anything. No, those two characters don't say anything to each other that is of substance. Like, literally, the dude could have just went to the house without the permit. Because apparently, <laughs> it's not like he got the keys from the dude or anything. So I'm just like, oh, you know. <laughs> the guy could have went to the house, and then those guys come, and there's a scene where they're like, oh, man, you shouldn't go to that house. All types of terrible things happen to you. And then they could have cut to this dude in the house, and you would have been like, oh, schmack, you about to get messed up. Right. So, I don't know, man. I mean... Ultimately, I felt like I was scared for no reason. Like, this is, like, literally the reason why I don't watch scary movies. Because all it does is make me feel bad. And at the end, there's no payoff. Like, I don't come away from it like, man, but that, like, it made me think. Or, man, but that story was super cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was just, it's literally, like, all the bad, like, all the worst parts of watching a scary movie and none of the good parts of watching a movie that you enjoy. So, I was like, you know, I guess that happened to me. Huh? What would you rate this movie? Ugh, like two? One and a half? Probably one and a half, because it could have been good. Like, there was stuff that was there that was, like, laid down foundationally that was interesting and I was just like okay well I'm watching this movie that is making me tense and like you know giving me anxiety in a time where the world gives me enough anxiety as it is you know what I mean but it's going to tell me some cool things about angels and demons so there's that at least and then it didn't and I was like well screw this movie one and a half (laughs) okay and I would give it a three. Like, it's solid. Oh. It has oh. a couple of holes. Oh. You watch too well, many horror movies. Fun. What? I said you watch too many horror movies. 
probably true. Yeah. Let's talk about Nightwing. Huh? Let's talk about Nightwing. Well, Oz has to play the review music first. Oh, damn it. Oh, we didn't even play the other theater. But next time. Review. Like review. (laughs) Well, not not like that, but like. I thought when we said I would review Nightwing seventy, I think I thought it was just Mo's joke on me because I couldn't get it. I mean, it was, but you can't get it. Yeah. Well, look. Yesterday was New Comic Book Day, so I went to a comic book shop and got some books. Now, did you say yesterday, like Tuesday? How dare you? Yeah. Well, but it's, the thing is, that comic book came out two weeks ago. What's your, I think I, it was uh, more than that. I feel like that came out like a month ago. Yeah. And he still couldn't get it. Because like, everything was shut down. Uh, uh, look. Tell Welcome to 2020. DC, put it out. Now so, I have did it. You actually, go to a comic book store, Oz. Yeah, he went to com- try to get it and couldn't get it. No, I went yesterday. I got it. Then I went to the gym, and enjoyed my freedoms. Yeah. How many people were in the gym, Oz? Uh, I'm gonna say fifteen to twenty. You in a regular size, it's a regular size gym. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good size gym. It's a it's a Planet Fitness. Okay. And they did the thing where, like, every other treadmill was, like, shut down for social distancing. That's not good. But there wasn't any, there was, there's no limitations in the weight area. Oh, see, that's not good. Wait, why is that not good, Mo? Every other treadmill. Because I, look, I need my half hour cardio. I'm not going to wait till somebody decides to stop theirs. Like, they weren't off. have an empty one there. Well, how many treadmills are there? Well, it. the thing is, if you can't, if you got to skip one in between, you can't use it because there's two people. Like, but there might be more than three. No, but it, the, from what I understood, uh, there's like there's one running on one, and then uh, one that's not being used, and then another person using another one. Right? Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. Yeah. So if they're all running, I can't use one, even though there's a bit, oh, right? But no, he, he just said that every other treadmill was shut down. He didn't say that they were all full. Again, I'm paying a membership to not be able to use a treadmill. Right. It could happen, though, is I think most point. Yeah. Like, if you have to do that to open, we're not ready to open. Especially considering that Iowa is open, Illinois isn't. So people from Illinois are going to Iowa. That gym's going to fill up quick because there's only one plant of fitness there. Yeah. And they're all and look. Is Planet Fitness the only gym in Iowa and Illinois? No, but it's the only Planet Fitness where there's like three in the Illinois side. And and this is like within a a five mile radius. And here's the thing: the thing is, is these people that now you're getting, you're introducing people that aren't from that area carrying germs that aren't from there. And I'm not even talking about the COVID. I'm talking about germs in general. Uh huh. Like it's a petri dish. The gym is a petri dish. I mean. I know, like, Oz, you've been to the gym with me. I don't know if you've noticed my routine, but I wipe shit down before and after I use it. I'm being extra, and this is before COVID-19. Right. Like, 
because I have allergies and I have colds and shit and, and I work with people, I know that I can actually infect somebody of just a common cold. Right. And as courtesy, I wipe it down after I use it so that the next person doesn't, if they don't do it or if they, they don't, look, I, I'm free of that responsibility. Right. Nobody does that shit at the gym. Oh, the, the people out here are, are dirty. Like, I, I was a little disgusted because I was yeah. using the, the I, was, I was bench pressing and, you know, guy comes up like, hey, can I get that after you? Like, yeah, yeah, shit, sure. I only got one more. So I, I finish and then I, I get up and I start walking to go get the, the towel, the the spray and all that to, to wipe it down. And then I turn back. And he's already on it. I'm like, uh, you, look, I, I was going to wipe it down for you. He's like, no, no, it's cool. It's cool. And I'm just looking at him like, what, what the hell? He's like, I like the way you stink. Yeah, like I didn't. <laughs> that's part. That's part. Of the, look, that's also part of the weightlifting thing. Like I know I'm not. I wipe it down before and after, just as a courtesy for me. But if somebody like, if if I forget to wipe it down before, like you know, I'll just wipe it down real quick with my towel. Like I won't have to go. You know, it, it's not a, a whole OCD thing, but it, it, I do know that I'm. You know, I'm like that's kind of gross. You know, but fuck it. Like I gotta get, I gotta be out of here before eight thirty. Yeah. Man, but enjoy your freedoms. I will. Ah, oh, it's so much fun. Don't get Rona, Oz. Like if you're doing that, you might as well just have the full on orgy. <laughs> I'm down. Look, that guy. That guy was ripped. Just tell him to spot you and make sure he puts his balls right in your forehead. <laughs> Are his balls as ripped as his abs? Maybe. I don't know. More, I don't know. These more people. ripped. You tell us. It is, it is Iowa. <laughs> the so only no. thing I don't want ripped is my ass. <laughs> no guarantees, man. No guarantees. It is Iowa. <laughs> so Nightwing it, 70. It's, it's 2020. Everything's a crapshoot. Yeah, well, look. If you Freedom. get your ass ripped, then yeah, it's a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. We can't say there that on games.com. Oh, wait. We're on Twitter. Yeah, we're what? on Twitter. <laughs> you get your ass ripped. <laughs> I'm streaming on all games, but I think the server just goes down because it knows what's about to happen. <laughs> they, they they already know what's up. So That's what'd so you think of Nightwing funny. 70, guys? <laughs> oh, we're talking about the book now? <laughs> it, you know what? Um, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Was it worth every the whole industry getting mad at DC? Yeah, well, look, it's a Jurgens book, so automatically I'm in. Uh, it, it's a... I, the thing I like about 70 is it's a good jumping on point if if you're not if you haven't been reading Nightwing at all because it, true. It, it does oh you read it? I did yeah it kind of recaps a little bit of what was going on because if you just pick up a Nightwing book and see that Nightwing isn't Nightwing and these four other well three guys and this chick are Nightwing like you're you're looking at this like, what the fuck is going on yeah, so it kind of yeah. he kind of over over like gives you a recap of basically what's going on i mean i i would say pick up the actual books in trade paperback because it's a it's an interesting story but this kind of gets you up to speed and it's setting up the the next story though my only problem with this book is that the cover says journey to the joker war and i think that's why we originally mentioned it as as a as a book to read but it doesn't really tell you much about what the joker war is going to be in fact, um, 69 <laughs> ended with <laughs> with the Joker seeing a, a TV report about these new Nightwings and like 
the, the that's not Nightwing. I know Nightwing. They ain't Nightwing. And so this book is the side story, not even main story. It's like, there's like three or four pages of it of the Joker hunting down the the imitation Nightwings. And then I guess he gets some special magical crystal that that puts like memories into your head and that they were using the fuck with Nightwing. And I yes. It, and like they make it he makes it seem like that's that's something that might come into play in the Joker War. Like that that have, he, have you not been reading Nightwing? I have. Oh, okay. I have well I, I took a break, but then at the point where he gets shot in the head, I was yeah. back in because that's when Jurgens took over again. Okay, got it. So all of Jurgens' run, which I think started in 55, I want to say, maybe 56. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so I probably just skipped like the 40s. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't been reading regularly, but I do know enough about what's been happening with Nightwing. Well, that I've did, gotten the main beats. When did they decide to like bow down to censorship? What What are you talking about? Well, they changed his name to Ri- from Dick to Richard. You are dumb. No, no. It, it, look, <laughs> it, it was Rick uh, an, an issue ago. Yeah, yeah. And Richard Rick, is just him I, regaining his memories. Yeah, that that he gets brainwashed by the Court of Owls. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a good jumping on point. I, I was lost. I, I don't know what the fuck was going on. And, uh, you know, yeah. there's multiple Nightwings. There's Talons. There's. Yeah. There's. See, and, and here's the thing. Like, again, like I said, I haven't been reading it, but I've been keeping up with main story beats. And so I understood it. Be, but maybe because I've been keeping up, like, you know, just through news and things like that. I understood what was happening and it wasn't I wasn't thrown by any of it, but. You saying like, "Hey, I don't know. I don't. It doesn't feel like a good jumping on point to me. Like that might be a good, like, a good commentary on how well they actually did fill people in on the rest of the story or not. Because I mean, I know that you may very well may not have been keeping up with the the main beats of it. Like I do remember, like the it was a big deal when he became a uh, a talent." Yeah, I didn't even know that happened. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I remember it happening. I didn't read the actual issue. Oh. Go ahead, Jay. Oh, I was gonna say, um, yeah, I haven't read Nightwing at all, and I thought it was a great jumping on point. Like they explained everything that's been happening, and it sounds so interesting that I could easily like try and go back to. Yeah, like some of this stuff because it sounds interesting. Like, well, here's like, the thing. because of the recap and because of what's happening, it just feels like a really interesting time in Dick's life. And going forward, like I kind of want to see what happens going forward, but I'm also kind of interested in going back and like checking out all the talent stuff. Now, the talent stuff isn't a lot. It's like maybe. Th- three issues but before that i mean you get uh nightwing is a cab driving crime fighter they do mention that 
Now, is a good jumping on point something that makes you want to read the back stuff or something that makes you want to like jump on and keep going? Like, what's the definition of good jumping on point here? To me, is uh, is both. Now, this book like catches me up to kind of what's going on and piques my interest to to pick up back issues to hey, well, how did we get to this point? But I don't have to either. I, I know. Okay, so he's he, this is what he's struggling with. This is what kind of happened, and I can I can go forward from here. I I think that I mean I I think I agree with Oz there in the sense that it does a little bit of both, but more so, it should make you feel that you could read from this point forward. I think that's like the the primary thing. And then the close secondary is make you want to go back and read other issues. Because I think I, I only say that that's secondary only because it's like you shouldn't want to go back to read issues because you don't understand what's happening. You, you should do just like what Jay was saying. And I think Oz seconded it where it was like, this seems interesting enough for me to go back and want to read it but you should feel like it shouldn't feel like a need and it sounds to me like to me mo like you felt more it was like a need because you were just like i don't know what's happening here like they mentioned multiple night wings right and they didn't they didn't even explain how that like came about like that they just gave me random characters that mentioned being night wings and i'm like night wings and then like even after doing that they show a night wing getting on the street and i'm over here invested in dick getting hurt and it's like oh wait that's not even nightwing like i mean they kind of do mention how you get the multiple nightwings they mention that the main nightwing found the costumes and recruited the other three again i don't know who any of these people are who the other three are like there's if this was a a 40 page comic maybe i would have felt like I knew enough about everything that, but really it, it ultimately leads you into Joker war, which isn't going to even take place in this book. So it's like, all right. Like it, it felt like an in-between issue somewhere along the line. I mean, it kind of is an in-between issue, right? So it's, but that's the thing. Like, I didn't feel like it's one of those, like either epilogue or prologue or, you know, and it's like, is this really like hyping me up to read Nightwing, or is it really just getting me ready for Joker War? I mean, that that's a fair question. I like, I could totally see the idea where it's like maybe not hyping you up as much to read Nightwing as it is to hype up Joker War. But at the end of the day, I think I mean, joke like Nightwing is going to cross over into Joker War, so. I guess they're trying to do both. I will say that I do think that the Nightwing, the the multiple Nightwings story, isn't as isn't explained as thoroughly as some of the o- other stuff. I think like what Oz says is absolutely true. You definitely learn in this book that there is a guy that is like you know found the Nightwing costume and recruited three other people to be Nightwing as well. But that's pretty much the long and the short of it. Like, I don't think you find out anything more than that. 
All right, that's all you need. I mean, they weren't very good. Well, well but I mean, but why, I, like, they all spend more time in the hospital than actually fighting crime. Well, well but I, I know for me personally, I was just like, because again, I haven't been reading Nightwing, but I've been keeping up with major story beats. But at the same time, I didn't hear anything about the idea that Nightwing got replaced. So this is the first time I'm hearing about it. And so I understand, okay, one, everybody that's a Nightwing is a first responder. So we're talking about, like, police and fire people. So I was like, okay, got that. And it's like, yeah, like, one guy's in the hospital. Obviously, he got hurt. And then there's, like, one dude who's, like, super strong on the Nightwing tip. And he is the one that probably resembles Nightwing the most in physical appearance. So he's, like, you know, trying to, like, do that hardcore the, the rest of them, of course, don't look as much like Nightwing, so they're kind of... I mean, I, not because they don't look like him, they're trying to do it less, but you know, the one dude got hurt, and the other two are concerned now, and so that's not happening in the same way. Like, there, there are questions in the sense that it's kind of like, well, so do they all have Nightwing costumes? Like, did someone make more? Like, the guy no, found they, one. They, no, he didn't find one. He found... Uh, Nightwing stash house. Well, Grayson set it on fire. Like he he was done with it, but you know okay. the, su- the suits are fireproof. So <laughs> each one is wearing like a different version of the of the Nightwing costume. I'll post. I'll put a picture because okay, but but that's not explained in the book itself. Like, so right. like the and black guys we wearing we the we don't know that. Even though don't get me wrong, I I do I did pick up on the idea that. It is multiple Nightwing costumes, so I, I can get that. Where it's like, okay, they're each wearing a different version of old Nightwing costumes. I get that. Yeah, and um, the, and they're so bad at being Nightwing that that's the reason Grayson gets back into crime fighting just to keep them from dying. Well, but but then I, the uh, the the main thing you get from the book is that okay, this fool got brainwashed and he got brainwashed by the by the Court of Owls. And he's confused because he's like, there's some memories he has that are from the life that the Court of Owls tried, like the manufactured life that they tried to give him. And those are the more like distinct memories in his head. And then he has like more fleeting memories of his time as actual like Dick Grayson and being like Nightwing. Um, you know, doing his own thing or being like, you know, the ward of Batman and those like, they feel less real to him. So, so that we get and we understand that, you know, like the Court of Owls did it to him and that Crystal plays a, a role in it. But, you know, it like how, like exactly how he break, he broke free from that. That's something you have to explore after the fact. And like why one memories feel like more real than the others. That's something else. Again, you kind of have to explore after the fact, which is okay too, because again, it's like, that's part of the intrigue. They give you enough so that you understand, but it's kind of like, like even I guess to the, like what just speaking to the point that you were just talking about, like what makes him necessarily feel like he has to mess with the new night wings or, worry about them which i guess technically we don't even really get a lot of that in this issue right like 
he might mention them once, but that's about it. And ultimately, it's not even about like, oh, the other Nightwings. It's more about him trying to suss out like what's real and what isn't, and he only trusts like one person to like help him figure that out. Yeah. I posted pictures of the other Nightwings in their Nightwing outfits. Yeah, it, it's just all the old costumes. Now the the two, I I remember. I don't know that. What are these other two with like the gold pieces on them? The well, one of them is the dude in the hospital, and then the girl. But I'm saying, like, wh- when did he? When did the actual Nightwing wear those two? Uh the the one the female is wearing is like his original when he first. Like the disco era. That's the disco era costume. Yeah, but I think without the collar. Yeah, I'm, it's like reimagined. I'm about to say, I'm like, doesn't that that joint has a deep V-neck, right? Oh yeah. look, it actually does have the collar. Here, let me post this this image. I'm like, I feel like her breasts would be all out. Well, this she... isn't Iowa, Larry. Huh? This isn't Iowa. What does that mean? I don't know. They're doing all sorts of crazy shit in Iowa. Yeah, look, it's still. <laughs> she's got cleavage, you know, and the collar's still there. And you know what's the weird thing is, I like all these that you put in chat. I like the art better than this book. Yeah, it's different art. This um, the the last one especially definitely seems more gritty. Yeah. The the I guess where my criticism would come in is like if like reading this is like okay if it was a better jumping on point for somebody that hasn't read anything or somebody that's just looking for something to read during this time like I mean they pissed off the whole industry to get this book out like <laughs> this is it so I I, I know as a, as a seasoned comic book reader and being able to just pick up random books and and read them and understand them like. Yeah, it's a, an adequate enough jumping on point for someone like me or us, anybody on this line. But I don't see the point of like, yeah, really like pissing off the entire industry to put this book out. I liked it. Yeah, but you're like you you're to de- like the essay question is. Lawrence is to Disney as Oz is to blank, and it's DC. Like, like you could you could have said Jurgens, you could have said Grayson. No, it's DC. It's DC because even if like you would you know if Jurgens not on it, like you'll be all right. You'll still love it. Maybe. That's oh. what I, that that's the only reason you give a fuck about the Snyder cut. Jurgens did the Snyder cut. No, it's DC. Oh. <laughs> well, look. I, I think the fact that Lawrence agrees with me on this book is, is uh, shows that it's not just my biases. Listen, I, I I would like just to go on record in saying that I don't back everything that Disney nor Marvel does. Liar! Propaganda. I wish my voice establishment. I wished my voice went up high so that right when you said that I could go, huh? like do the, the the fucking Mickey Mouse laugh. In fact, Oz, that's your homework. Get a Mickey Mouse oh. laugh. Yeah, do that. Get a Mickey Mouse laugh to put on the soundboard. Anytime Larry 
has to, has to make a note that he's not a DC sycophant. Like you hit oh that. Oh boy. Yeah, like that. Yeah, do that. Hold on. Do it. <laughs> do it again. Everybody, quiet. Do it oh again. Oh boy. Yeah, and then the laugh. The laugh. Do the laugh. <laughs> All right. There we go. Let's right, clip that stuff. shit out. Yeah. I, I believe no one on the show believes that I'm a DC apologist. <laughs> You're not, but Oz is. Like you how you are with Disney and Marvel, Oz is with DC. I, I just like to go on the record saying I'm not any particular way See, with DC. Well, Warner I Brothers think. don't got a mouse. Warner Brothers has Superman and Batman and that's it right now. And the bunny. I mean, I I mean, mean a, a bat is a flying mouse. They they barely pay attention to the bunny anymore. And now the bunny's going to HBO, so who's Who's holding whose balls right there? So here's, you know what I mean? Like, Larry is the 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 Disney Marvel apologist. Oz is the DC Warner. Uh, I'm the Lovecraft. <laughs> and then Joe... The Lovecraft apologist? Yeah, because he's a filthy fucking racist fuck. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then Joe just does the lip quiver when he's like arbitrarily like facetiously trying to defend something. No, man. Joe's God. Yeah, well, yeah. But that's why all he does is lip quiver. Like, that laugh where he doesn't laugh. You know? Larry knows. Larry's seen it. He knows the lip quiver. I do know the lip quiver. I'm just saying, like, you know. I don't don't have to... I don't have to mess around and, like, inadvertently, like, talk crazy or, like, make Marvel's track record better than it actually is. Like, what it is is good enough. Go ahead, Heck. That's your cue. Oh, <laughs> but 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 the numbers. That's your cue again, Heck. Oh boy. And then and then the actual <laughs> the, the actual quality of the films. I'm just saying, like, it's ten years of fantasticness. Oh. Go. All right, say say it one more time, Larry. I I don't I don't have to say it anymore. I'm just like you all tell me which ones are the terrible movies. I'll I'll listen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so great. Uh, I wish my voice went that high. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say it. Like I'd be the the full on like, I'd be I'd be the soundboard for Larry every time he talks about Disney. I'd do what heck. <laughs> You just got to kind of, how can I say this? You got to, like, suck in the Adam's apple, and then it'll go high enough. I, I can. I just have that sweet baritone. Yeah. Uh, so what are we giving this book? It's a, it, it's a three and a half out of five for me. I'd give it a four. Yeah, I'd go with a four too. What do you think, Mo? I give it a three and a half. It was an adequate book. It just I I don't see why DC would like enrage everybody over it. And uh yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean it, it's literally just a regular ass DC book to me. Look, ultimately yeah. this Y'all is sold me on it. Ultimately, this is uh Jurgen's trying to fix Dan another attempt by Dan Didio to assassinate Grayson. 
Dan Didio was gone already, wasn't he? Not not when he got shot in the head. Oh. Okay. Got it. Like that was Dan Didio taking a shot and well, it probably wasn't Jurgens back then. Somebody deflected it and it left a cool scar that looks like the Nightwing symbol on his head. Is that true? Kind of. I, I thought it was just a cover thing, but then some of the some of the images from those first few books kind of do have that shape. I'll po- <laughs> I'll post the cover in chat because I I thought it's it's hilarious. But yeah, I, I blame Didio. Dude is like was on a mission to kill Nightwing. I'm glad he's gone. Yeah, but they're really going to thrive without him. <laughs> it's like so, so much sarcasm and shade in it's the like, one sentence. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's because they're not they're They're going to do it. You know, he left. Everybody's like, oh, it's an end of an era. But they're going to be exactly the same when he leaves because they're shit <laughs> before when he was there and they're shit after. <laughs> Oh, jeez. It's rough, man. Okay, should we do some news real quick before we get out of here? Uh, Oz, can you just play a quick Heavy Metal Minute? I sent it to oh, you. Oh, yeah, go for it. And uh, and then jump in the news. Now, with the whole world shut down and locked down because of the coronavirus, there's not a lot of metal news coming out. There's some stuff here and there, like Motley Crue uh, finally is starting to postpone some shows. You know, <laughs> they broke down. I mean, here in California, our uh, our stay-at-home order has been ex- extended to like July. They're rolling stuff out in stages, but ultimately, the majority of stuff that goes into the performance arts and and theaters and all that is going to be stage three so we don't know when that's going to be opened yet that depends on stage one and two but yeah motley crew is is postponing some concerts i know um my concert that kept getting postponed till like july uh the testament black dahlia murder uh co-headlining show is postponed indefinitely now and uh personally I'm not gonna ask for a refund. They said I can, I can actually like, I qualify for a refund, but I'm not doing it because bands aren't making money. You know, I heard an interview with Nagel Far. Uh, they're they're actually putting out new music during this time because they don't they don't rely on the tour uh, income like most bands do. Nagel Far has a good uh, a different. Um, business model so they actually make money off their music but they don't rely on it i don't know what they do i don't know if they're carpenters or roofers on the side but they they don't they're not being hit as hard according to uh to them um the guitarist and singer uh now (laughs) this brings me up to another point that in quarantine there's not that much news so i'm actually going to review a couple apps any metalhead should have and one of them is gimme radio gimme radio is a it's gimme metal and it's a metal radio station it has a bunch of guest djs from different bands as well as some journalists that that produce some content but most 
more often than not is a it's like the greatest heavy metal collection on shuffle um i actually heard three i heard a block of six songs that just are almost tailored to me it was um let's see here it, it was Torrifies their song Plague of Empires. I was lifting weights, came on, boom, like really hit the spot, followed by Rot Your Brain by Exhumed. And then it jumped to like Loathe Forever by Occulto Krati, which I've never even heard of them. So I learned, I heard, I found a new band, heard two great songs by bands I've already heard. Um, then it jumped into Motley Crue's Livewire, and then. <laughs> Iron Maiden's Power Slave, and then it was Nagelfar hosting a show talking about their metal influences. So they played stuff like from Paradise Lost to Kiss to Iron Maiden, and it was a good block hour. So it is a free, but they do have a merch store. So you can buy, if you like music there, you can add it to your wish list and you can buy the vinyl. They sell vinyl primarily. So that's a good. Uh, metal streaming service um, they have an option where you can actually do a $4.99 uh, $4.99 a month and you can download the programming and listen to it on demand which comes in handy for me because <laughs> on Saturday Sundays at 10am they have Maria Hoag's mind of metal spirit of rock and roll show and that show is sunday morning church to me as a metalhead um it's it's great uh she's a, a a buddhist uh teacher and a yoga teacher so she brings all that zen um thought process and ties it into metal which is it, it, <laughs> it's been coming handy for me uh in my times of distress so i love that just for that alone it's worth the 4.99 a month um, but yeah, I'm Moses Magnum, and this has been a promotional Heavy Metal Minute. Comic book news. We should have a, like, uh, like, heard a... <laughs> Well, not, not like that, but like. Uh oh, uh oh, what is all that? What's happening? Oh hell! Run, Lloyd! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but hopefully, y'all make it out okay. So we got some news. What's going on? Uh, well, the Snyder Cut is the thing, and Oz said that they are reuniting for reshoots or whatever. Uh, so that that's, quote unquote reshoots. Yeah. Um, a, a DC artist, you know, since we are on the DC topic, uh, he's not even. I don't know if he actually draws comics, but he's on Twitter. He's doing the. He wants this crossover to happen. This Marvel DC crossover to happen. So he's just making the comic on twitter and people can look at it it's not written or anything he's just envisioning battles and and just drawing them and putting them on twitter so uh the guy's name is fuck i i lost his name 
George Perez. No, Stephen Byrne. <laughs> Stephen Byrne. Um, I don't know Stephen if he's related Byrne. to John Byrne, but he is Stephen Byrne. His uh, Twitter handle is at Stephen Byrne eighty six, and uh, yeah, he's he's doing it. And I put some of them in chat. One of them looks like a poop. I don't know why. Uh, if you click it, well, if I click it, I can see it. I don't know if you, oh, that's the yeah, because that's not that same artist. That's a different artist. Okay, so the last one that came up is a different artist. Uh, I'll give you that guy's name in a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah, people are doing this. They're making these fan-made comics uh, on on Twitter, like just because you know people they're saying like, oh, right now that could save the comic industry, and now they're doing it. I like the art, but it's too clean. Yeah, I, look, I love the art, but it, it's not it's not gonna get made like. <laughs> yeah, he's true. probably been working on this since they said since they were clamoring for this, and you know yeah. people already forgot about that crossover that they wanted to save the comic industry during lockdown. Is... You, you know, if they did do a Marvel DC crossover, the last battle in the whole thing should be Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse. You are dumb. Is that uh, <laughs> is that that's hilarious? That black and I white understand one. Understand why you say that, but yeah, that black and white one is a different artist, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's why it's, I don't know why it's not showing it on on the thumbnail, but the the guy's name is Sean Isaac Isaac Okay, because that's Isaac say. That was way better than than the ones before it. I, I really like the ones before it. I I like that clean like that's that that's what I like to see in comics. Um, what you I saw, feel, I feel like it's real cartoony though. Yeah, I I like that. Like if you usually you only get that in the covers. But if you actually had a, a book with a white cover and this on the inside, look, ten bucks a book, I'm in. <laughs> there you go. Somebody make it. Yeah, the the black and white one, while it is better art, I don't think they could ever put out a book on time if that was the art on the inside. Like that's a cover. That, that's like Jim Lee, two months late art. It's Jim Lee in Coronavid lockdown. Like yeah, that's what he does on lockdown. I saw that Swamp Thing and that that Scarecrow. Like he's got time to that because you know, who, who's the person? Going on. Who's the person at the feet of Captain America and Wonder Woman? Uh, that is Pandora. That's not Pandora. It could be. <laughs> I think, I think I that's know. just a, a random um, civilian. Yeah. In. In well, Shani Zakse is like I think he's Middle Eastern, so it's a Middle Eastern person. Oh, it's a random Middle Easterner being the, liberated. Uh, the tassels threw me off. I didn't. I didn't know they have tassels on the, on the hoods or the you know on the hijab. I guess right. Like I, it doesn't look like a hijab to me, but maybe it is. Eh, artist license. <laughs> it's like. Tex-Mex hijab. It's a different reality. <laughs> wow. Tex-Mex hijab. That's, that's racist, man. Oh, Is it? I, I feel it, like it. It's a hijab-looking thing with tassels. If that's it's racist, it's, it's, the it's most, not a sarape or anything, you know? If it's racist, it's the most delicious racism there is. <laughs> a middle Eastern Mexican food fusion. Right. Like, I mean... <laughs> I 100% Middle Eastern Tex-Mex. Like, make that restaurant right now. Like falafels with cheese on it. I mean, oh, 
son of a bitch. Oh, my God. I feel so <laughs> fat right now. It's like, and, and guess what? Shawarma would be unchanged. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, he's just thinking about the Middle Eastern spices. It would be mixed. And, it would like be on that pike. It would be the, what, what's shawarma? Well, shawarma and al pastor are the same thing. It's yeah. just a different type of meat. But knowing Mexicans, like, we'll just mix all the meats together. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm down. So it won't be halal, but I'm in. <laughs> It'll be halal gone. <laughs> halal gone. <laughs> halal in my belly. Halal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Is weed is it. weed allowed in the Muslim religion? No. No. It's, but uh, no, I, mean, I, I. It's just it. It's not from what we're talking about. It just brought back uh one of the episodes of Legends of Tomorrow. Tomorrow to me. It bugged me yeah. a little bit. Well, the thing is, it's it comes from, you know, you there like, the kush, the the word kush, the hash, all that comes from, um, Asia, but it is Islamic Asia. Um, mm-hmm. hashish is like a, an Afghani word, you know. So they they have that there and they use it, but because of the different religious regimes, it's illegal and. Uh, doesn't get you into heaven because there's no separation of church and state. Kind of mm-hmm. like they say that is not here, but you know, yeah, no, that's where the word assassin comes from, right? And thug, and you know, there was a this episode of Legends of Tomorrow where a uh, homegirl who's Muslim like gets all like high to go on like a a, a spirit quest or whatever. Yeah, and you know her brother is a is a huge stoner, so I figure okay, we'll do whatever they're getting high. And then they get to another episode where they're going to drink from this magic chalice, this magic wine that's going to make them immortal for 24 hours. And she's like, nope, can't drink that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, well it, she was just getting fucking high. Is that, did I miss that, something? It just depends what kind of, of like part of it you are. Cause there's like it, they turn it into, and you know, again, I'm no expert on world religions, and I don't know which one is what per se, uh, but I do know that the the cannabis is like tied into human history until some religions decide it's not. But it's not even the full on religion. I mean, like Rastafarianism is all weed, but it's aspects of Middle Eastern and Judeo Christian Islamic stuff uh, to a certain degree, and it's all weed. So. You know, there is aspects of it in it um, all over the world. But, yeah, I mean, Afghani Kush is some of the best there is. They even did a, a, like, in that region of the world, like, it's the most conservative and and not allowed. But they they invented this thing where they tie, like, a a skewer, kind of like they do with the shawarma, inside. And then they just get, like, they just put hash and weed around it. Like, they do the, um, the kubide, like, that ground, like, meat like skewer but with weed and then they tie it with a hemp rope and then you actually just smoke the whole thing like kind of like an unwrapped cigar but it just stays together and i saw that and i'm like man that's amazing why can't mexicans do that (laughs) you know but it comes from that and that's where it's supposedly like you know you can if you partake in some of that stuff you get killed and stolen and not in a good way yeah 
But yeah, it, it's it's weird. Like the thing with cannabis and religion is weird because they all say like, even in the kosher law, it says any weed that any any herb that bears seeds, you can intake. You know, and look, that's weed. You know, but yeah, that there is there is a sect of Judaism. Well, not any. I don't even call it a sect. Just a subset of Judaism that is like weed heavy too, where it's kind of like. You see the 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 through line of Rastafarianism through that, like where Rastafarianism came from, you know. But again, I, I'm no expert. Is weed allowed in Joism? Look, I think you couldn't have Joism without weed. Listen, like you, you, if you don't smoke weed, you can't be, you can't be a Jayist. Yeah, like you basically. I mean, I'll let I'll let. Well, you could do edibles, but you can't. But you have to partake. I. I I cannot speak for our Lord J. Manhattan, but <laughs> speaks for me. And you know, instead of circumcising, you just cut the tip off of the joint to light it properly. That's it. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you finished that sentence because I was a little, like, I winced a little. <laughs> Amen. You didn't want your click cut off. <laughs> so Ruby Rose is leaving Batwoman. Speaking of, that's, that's a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, yeah. This is really a wild story. It is, and I understand it, and I, I, I more power to her. Um, you know, from what I understand, the series was a little bit successful, and she actually had physical harm. And this is not what the story says, but this is what I read between the lines. So she wanted more money. Now, when you say it, you said. She had physical harm. What's that mean? She was injured and almost paralyzed, and she had to have back surgery. So she wanted more money in order to like justify the well, physical aspects of the of the role. The first season's not worth it at that much money. If if she's gonna be doing stunts and shit, and it's gonna like cause her harm. If they can't afford a stunt person, right? For like, her, yeah. She wants more money to be doing the stunts that they want her to do. Okay. I still can't get over the fact that Mo said slightly successful. Well, I mean, people like, like it. People watch it. It, it married in the second no, season. No, no, no. Look, ratings wise, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. Why did the, the second season? I don't know. Nobody it, knows. Asses and seats. There, the, there's no asses and seats, though. The numbers don't bear that out. It's the low. It's, for CW, it's the lowest rated asses? seat. It's the lowest rated CW show. But it, even it, but the thing is, it's also a network that's not even on TV. Like <laughs> it's low, but it's still it's like a network that's not even on TV. Is it two million people or is it one million people watching it? It's like four hundred thousand. Okay, oh, that's all you geez. need. On, that, that's all you need. That's like that's that's how Kardashians made an empire. <laughs> yeah, that that four hundred thousand for a CW is good. It, it might be up to like five. Yeah, and, and the thing is, the thing is, for five hundred thousand people on that network, and it's a key demographic. Yeah, but that's you get those numbers during quarantine. I mean, that people got nothing else to do but watch TV, and they're still not watching this show. It's not like the, their ratings increased when the quarantine started. Their, is, their ratings so, dropped. So what was the number? Like, here's the thing: like you say five hundred thousand, but you got to say 
what is the drop off from the first episode? The first episode was like 1.5 mil. And it dropped down to 500,000? Yeah. Yeah. These numbers aren't exact, but they're in the ballpark. I know the first the first one was way over uh one is is more than one point three, so I want to say point four, point five. But it was way over a million. And then the last one was about five hundred thousand. The last few. I think they got a little bit of a bump because they tried to make it seem like hush was gonna be something cool. So I think uh people tuned into that one. So that one was probably in the seven hundred. But that was one episode, and then the, the next the next episode dropped right back down. How many people are watching from on demand? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That all that all has bearing in it. Um, I mean, I, I assume it's all on demand because they're not on on over the air like everywhere. Uh, it got a let's see. It says last night. Uh, let's see what 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 day this is. This is. It doesn't even say. Okay, so I oh. I got I got the numbers here. the the first The first episode, one point eight six million, okay. which is, and then the last episode is point seven three nine. Oh, so that's seven point seven three nine is five seven hundred thousand people. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's good. Like, it's not a big drop off. It's half. No, that that's a big drop off. Yeah, but that's not like that drop off. Like, it wasn't from episode one to episode two. It was throughout the whole season. Oh, like, uh, that's fair. No, I, I, I can understand that. Like that drop off is gra- that's average. That's like American Idol did that. It got um, to the it got to the point seven uh, halfway through by episode ten. Yeah, it was at again, point seven. By, by halfway through, halfway through, people, yeah. That that's that's standard. That that merits a second season in TV. But uh, if if the premiere is that seven for the second season, and then it drops off another half, you might not get it. But either way, uh, it, it merited a second season to the network, and they didn't want to pay her cash money. Like well, I, I don't blame her. As someone who's watched all these episodes, Ruby Rose is not that good. not in this show anyway. I. I know she was in Orange is the New Black and a couple other things, yeah. and people like her. On this show, she's not good. She like no personality, nothing. But you know what? She's not even the worst actress on this show. There's other people that I wish would have quit before she did. <laughs> I, look, I don't even think she's that, that great in other things I've seen her, but she looked good in the costume, and the show did what it did. Um. You're also talking about a network that cuts 11 minutes of Stargirl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's rough, man. 11 rough. good minutes, too. Like, that's not the 11 minutes you need to right. get. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I I, I wouldn't want to see Ruby Rose risk her, her body and health for that show if it's not worth it. And It seems strange, though, that they're just like, oh, we're just going to keep going. We'll, we'll recast her. Well, they already Which, paid for season two. Like they, it, it's greenlit. It's well, ready it's, to it's go. You're not like, going to just. They should have secured her before they like, com- like paid for season two, though. Yeah, and here's the thing: in TV, the, the I learned this from the Sex in the City ladies. You do a contract, you do it year to year. You don't unless unless it merit like if it's enough money to say you know what I'm gonna do it for five years, then you do the five year, but. The best way to go on TV is a year-to-year contract. 
And she played it smart. I don't know what she's going to do after this. But if they're not giving her that money, get the fuck out. And don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that the show can't go on without her. I'm just saying that you would think before they were like, okay, well, we're definitely doing season two. That they would have secured her in a way that's like, okay, well, she's she's locked in for at least just the next season. It's like I don't understand how it is that they were able to like confirm season two and like we're moving forward no matter what, but not lock in the star of the show. Like that seems very strange. You know, replaceable, right? Huh? Like TV shows replace actors frequently. Na- name a show. Where the star of the show was replaced, and they just went on like nothing happened. Um, I'll wait. Dukes of Hazard. What? Where did that happen in Dukes of Hazard? They replaced Bo and Luke with those cousins or whatever. Yeah, but wait, they weren't I mean, the, the cousins weren't Bo and Luke though. They were the cousins, right? Right, but. But this wait, is how many seasons into Dukes of Hazard are we talking here? Yeah, I don't know. Like, are we? Are you talking Two, about I even think. the original run, or are you talking about like a new Dukes of Hazard? No, this was the original. So how many? Like, how many seasons in? Huh? I don't know. Look, I never you, looked that look, up. look. See, Lawrence it does was deep though. Lawrence does this a lot, where he says. Oh, mention mention this, and then you mention it, and then he moves the goalpost. And like, well, give me no, a well, number, not, and at what point? I'm not, move, I'm not trying to move the goalpost, but I'm you, I'm trying to I'm trying to make like I'm trying to equate apples with apples. You where, just with this, for Disney, where you're like, yeah, you just did it for Disney. What did I do for Disney? The same thing. What did I do? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> 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 like, I'm just saying, like, listen. If, I, I just want to do that noise. Don't, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not like what I know is we didn't go into the second season of Dukes of Hazard with a, two completely different dudes. That didn't happen. I'm gonna look it up. It's like I re, like. Let me put it like this. I watched Dukes of Hazard as a kid. What I can tell you is this: I don't remember the cousins, but. I know that the Dukes. Of, I know the original Dukes of Hazard, and it was at least what two or three seasons of those guys before they brought in somebody else. On top of that, we're talking about the '80s, where all types of things could happen in the '80s. So that's a big gap too. Okay, it wasn't until like season four. So okay. And here's the thing, like, what, what I'm saying is this, like, if what they do is like, okay, like, because this Batgirl's Cassandra Kane, if they're like, oh, well, the next person that's in the suit is a completely different person, I guess that's possible. But who would it be? It makes I mean, for it, Batwoman, I'm sorry, Batwoman. They, they make it seem like it's going to be Cassandra Kane. Right. Which... Like, they're recasting... A different person for the same role. I mean, look, they could always that's, just and they, that's not the same thing as what happened in Dukes of Hazard, according to Heck. It's two different characters or two different or two different actors being recast or being cast as two different. Well, it, two two things can be can be 
right at the same time. Hex example was way off, and you still moved the goalpost. But either way, I th- it, it's gonna it's gonna be a new Cassandra Kane, and uh, look, unfortunately, wait, they already wait, had the, the crisis. The example I was told was what show had the main character completely replaced as the star, right? No, but, right, yeah, but, but replaced with the same, same character. character. Yeah, even I got that. Heck. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> As the same character. Oh no. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, unfortunately crisis has already happened. Although I'm sure they could probably like. <laughs> As it opens, look. Crisis would give us a, a completely new. I, look, I, I, you, you, don't think, you don't think season episode one of season two opens with and then there was a crisis. <laughs> and that's why Kevin Conroy isn't isn't Bruce Wayne anymore too. And new new wild. Bruce Wayne is like all fucking young and hot. Even though he's supposed to be like twenty years older than Cassandra Kane. Wait, did I say Cassandra Kane? My bad. You've been saying Cassandra Kane. Oh well, sorry. He's that's living- my fault. Yeah, that's Lawrence's fault. He incepted me. I did. He inseminated you. <laughs> That too. Kate Kane. Um, oh boy! <laughs> Hot dog. I can tell you a show where they replaced the 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 lead with the exact same character. Go for it. Having had Price time to right. research it. Wait, see, why would you talk right over him, Oz? The Price is Right. <laughs> the Price is Right is not Jim Carrey doesn't call himself show. Jim Carrey and, and doesn't Drew call Carey himself is not trying to be Bob Barker. How dare you? Jim Carrey, he's way better. Yeah, I don't know whoa, why I said Jim whoa. Carrey. Whoa, hey man, don't talk crazy talk. Well, he doesn't sexually harass the contestants for one. <laughs> well, well, there you go. You, you don't know that. You and don't not know only that. that, you know. You know he he's better because they keep paying him to do it. They pay him so much that you can't get the Drew Carey show anywhere, like not on DVD, not on Blu-ray. <laughs> like, That's that. true. He's the, like, I don't I need that money. That. That's he's all like, true. Unless you want to pay this, then bump it. Does I had to bootleg all the whole seasons because I like yesterday. Emily and I were in the mood to watch the Drew Carey show, and she's like, "Yeah, we're gonna have to bootleg it because it's not nowhere." Does Drew Carey still have that skinny ass microphone? Yeah. It's up his butt. Wait, See, does he same. use a skinny microphone? Yeah, they still he still uses a skinny microphone. Oh, of course. Yeah, like that's a staple. Like he it looks good. On, yeah, like it looks good on camera. Wait, like, they wouldn't. Is is it really a skinny ass microphone, or is it just because he's so fat? No, no, he's thin now. Oh, he is. Yeah, Jim, yeah. Drew Carey is pretty slim. Yeah, he's slim now. He used to be buff, then he got fat, and then he got slim. I know. Yeah. I Lloyd actually. He showed me the picture of Drew Carey when he was like in the Marines. Dude, that fool looks like a super soldier. Yeah. Right, and it's what? like and I'm like, well, how did he get so fat? Can I know? Oh, Lord, dude, like, please put it in the chat, somebody. Yeah, well, young Drew Carey looks like Captain America. He he no, he looks like Nuke. He does look like Nuke. <laughs> You're right. He looks like Nuke. You're right. Yeah, he looks he looks like Nuke. And I remember when Lloyd, we were walking home, and he actually had Drew Carey's autobiography in his hand. He's like, look what he looks to look like. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, Young Drew Carey is like yeah. Betty White, where you're like, damn, Betty White was fly as hell. Betty White still fly. I mean, yes, but she's old lady fly. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> she she was young lady fly when she was younger. Like so, Betty White was like Scarlett oh Johansson boy. back in the day. 
I'm talking about Betty White back in the day. Scarlett Johansson still fly right now. Eh, she's like, how dare you? you? <laughs> season of the Drew Carey show on Amazon. But you have to buy them though, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, like, and so you can't find them anywhere. At least, at right. least you can find them somewhere now. But I know, like, they never came out on DVD, and they never came out on Blu-ray. So, I thought they did come out on DVD. I don't like. I they only had like a one thing that was like the best of, and it just it just had random episodes throughout the whole series. Mm. They never had like a box set. But now I'm gonna get it on Prime. Uh, there is a dude named, what's this fucker's name? For some reason, people follow him on Twitter. His name is Roger Wardell, and, uh, he's tweeted stuff out that has been accurate. It's been predictions of Marvel movies, so they think he's some insider. And one of his latest tweets is, MCU's Fantastic Four and X-Men will be primarily based on the Earth-1610 counterparts. John Krasinski and Giancarlo Esposito are in talks to portray leading roles. Ultimatum will not be adapted to the MCU. Um, that's his latest tweet, and people are going crazy. Um, I actually... Did I post it in chat? I, I Yeah, I did post one of his tweets in chat, and it's uh, it's basically saying... Star Jammers in, in Captain Marvel 2, Sakar, Alita, Krugar, Martin X, Charlie 27, Mainframe. That was from May, but nobody nobody cares about Star Jammers, and so nobody said nothing. <laughs> but, but that's one of the tweets that, that he's done, but that's the dude. If you want to go read his feed or follow him, uh, this new story does say that this account is not from the original one he's done everything, because I guess he's been like kicked off of Twitter several times. So yeah, it's a, a Marvel MCU fans go to place for for the scoops that may or may not happen. Okay. So then that's saying Krasinski's gonna be Mr. Fantastic. Well and- he's in, he's in talks and then yeah, I guess Giancarlo would probably be Doom. Really? Is that what they're saying? I would think so. Because I remember, remember, I was telling you the rumor that they're saying he might be Magneto. Oh yeah, that's right too. Oh maybe. And I know that the room, the thing they were saying was like, oh, like Fantastic Four and X Men. So it might be him as Magneto. Maybe. But maybe don't gonna, get me wrong, like, like him as and then Doom Danny is DeVito as Wolverine, right? You are hilarious. Look, I, I believe he could get in the shape he needed to if he wanted. The, the people want it. <laughs> the people, the people want. They want Esposito Wolverine. <laughs> no, they want Danny DeVito Wolverine. How do you say Wolverine in Spanish? <laughs> El Wolverine. El, <laughs> El Wolverino. Yeah. <laughs> I misspoke. <laughs> My Spanish isn't too great. <laughs> Oh, jeez, man. Uh, apparently, there probably was a uh, a pitch to try to get a Static Shock animated movie that never came through. But Chris Copeland, he, um, he shared on Twitter a 
uh, some production art, pre-production art. I'll put it in the chat right now. Was this back in like '98? I think it was. Uh, it looks like it's after that, but yeah, because he said it was for DreamWorks, so it, it probably it might have been after that, but not too far after. But yeah. And Oz put the picture of Drew Carey as a military guy. But in the book, there's actually a picture of him like on base without his shirt on, and he actually looks superhero-y. Yeah, oh, I I've never I seen that. that. Yeah. That's the was one he that, looking fly? That's the one, yeah. That's the <laughs> one. He was like Betty White, like Larry said. Damn. Um, but yeah, like that's the one that's in the book. But let's see what else is in the movie. We got uh, da, 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 that's not news. So Noel Stevenson recently uh, made a statement concerning the season finale of Shira. Uh, apparently, there's a character death. Uh, Shadow Weaver dies in the finale. And people are kind of thinking that it's a redemption for her. And Noelle Stevenson came out to say, nah, it's more of a selfish thing with her just not wanting to deal with shit anymore. So you probably shouldn't, like, be so quick to forgive her for taking the easy out. What a spoiler. <laughs> Damn it, Jay. I'm sorry. Blessed BJ Manhattan. <laughs> peace be with us. And also Pe- with you. Peace in our day. Yeah, I should have said Amen. spoiler warning, but I've been spoiling Shira like for the past week or it feels like. How does all this lead into He Man? Unfortunately, it doesn't. They're getting it like doesn't. some, some weirdo. Like I forgot who's doing the He Man. Is it like? Kevin I don't Kevin know. Smith. It's not. Robinson. So Kevin it's Smith. gonna, be, right? So it's gonna be completely different, and it's not gonna mesh. And it's pretty frustrating, honestly. I was so, looking forward to the wedding episode, <laughs> where the cousins what? get married. Yeah, I thought they were like. Twin brother sister. No, they're cousins. Well, she was, she was dating someone. They are twins. They are brother and sister. Ah, suck it. But she was dating Katra. <laughs> Damn. Only because you said so, heck. Damn. <laughs> oh, only because it's the will of Jay Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh,. Dylan Sprouse is writing a comic and it's being put out by Heavy Metal slash Diga. Uh, and Dylan Sprouse, you may remember him from Big Daddy. He's the little boy. He's, well, one of the little boys. The other little boy is in Riverdale. Uh, but yeah, it's supposed to, I put the pictures in chat. They they released the, the, the little preview first look. Um, it's supposed to be a dark metaphor for drug addiction and the children it affects. So we'll see how that turns out. 
I kind of want to see these heavy metal comics come to fruition, but we'll see. We'll see if they're any good. I don't. I don't know. Usually, when an actor is like, "Oh, I'm making a comic book," it's usually trying to get a movie going, and and they're not that good. What we'll about like who's... Gerard Way though? Yeah. Oh, well, Gerard Way. I mean, he's not trying to make a movie; he just makes comics. But I'm just saying these comics can be just comics, comics too. Uh, Gerard Way was making comics before he was in a band. Like, oh, was he? Yeah, he worked in comics before. I did not know that. Yeah, so he would make comics to make comics, and then he made a band, and then he made a comic that goes with his next album in his band, and then he does comics again. So, I mean, I, Cole Sprouse, I never thought read a comic, but who knows? Or... Dylan. I don't know. I get them mixed up. They look the same. Damn. Well, they're twins. Damn. The end. According to this rumor, Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios are bringing Nova to live action. Are bringing what to live action? Nova. Oh, yeah. I did hear that, too. And they're trying to get John Watts to direct it. Or, and that's the rumor. It says, uh, Feige explained, Nova is, if we have a big board with a bunch of characters that have more immediate potential, Nova is on that board. Like, I don't, like, it's weird that you're like, okay, well, we want to make a Nova movie now. Like, I'm not saying that they had to make the Nova Corps exactly like the comics beforehand. But if you know in your mind that, like, well, we might want to make a, mo- a, a a Nova movie one day, why let, like, uh, oh, damn, I can't remember old boy's name. James Gunn. A- Gun. no, 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 James Gunn. Why let James Gunn do whatever he want with the, with, with the Nova Corps? Like, why not rein that in from the beginning? Like, right. It seems strange. I was thinking the same thing, but well, that was care. that was the first Guardians movie. They didn't know it was how good it was going to do. It, but, but the thing but, is, it, they could have literally not have the Nova Corps in it, and they would have right. been the same. Right, and that and that's really the whole point. Where it's like it's not like oh, we didn't know the Guardians going to be this good. It's like the Nova Corps are non-factor in that movie, so you can literally take them out or call them something else. Like they could have been anything else. They could have been the the gold people from the second one, <laughs> right? Right. I and would make, it wouldn't have hurt the movie any. I would make the argument that they that they probably did have a different name, but they wanted more names that people they, fan service. Like, oh, but people know people know Nova Core. The pe- the fans don't the Nova Core. Like, for the fans, that's not the Nova Core, right? But I'm not saying like it, it was changed by actual fans i'm saying it was changed by people who say well what what characters do the fans know well there's the nova core okay yeah there's a nova core see but you're thinking like a a, like an executive guy like warner brothers does stuff like that this is marvel studios like they know better hecht ah god damn it oh boy (laughs) no but but really though they do so it's like it doesn't make sense. Like, it's not like, you know, it's not like they don't understand the lore. It's like, 
it's literally the studio that makes the comics. So wouldn't I don't it know. be possible to retcon it anyway, though? Oh, well, you could always retcon whatever you want, but my, my, the point is, retcons happen because somebody that doesn't know better is like, oh, well, we're going to do it this way, or somebody decides, well, it could be better if we do it this way, and it's like, that doesn't make as much sense when you're talking about Marvel Studios, because they understand, or should have understood, the potential that Nova could have. It's like, the same studio that's like, oh, well, come on. Hadn't, hadn't they been talking about a Nova movie since then, anyway? So they obviously knew something. Well, that's the point. It's like if you know, then why put yourself in a position to like have to retcon it when you could have just like either not mentioned it altogether or introduced it in a way that's more consistent with what the Nova Corps actually is. I for one can't wait to see John C. Riley as Richard Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> Like that was the that was actually one of my biggest gripes about the original Guardians movie, where it's like you could have the Nova Corps in that movie still, but don't make them like random generic space cops. Make them what they are. Like you know, it doesn't have to be Richard Ryder Nova, or even the the new younger Sam Nova. It could have just been other Novas that are just like you know the ones that protect whatever part of space the guardians happen to be in now, and like that and that ending scene could have been more awesome because you have these spaceships fighting against all of these random like r rocket powered dudes that would have been like really cool because that's like something that you haven't really seen in a movie before but they didn't do that instead they were just like okay well we're just going to do the regular Spaceship thing. Yeah, I've been hearing about this Nova Corps stuff since, uh, well, for for a while now. But really, like I I saw an a, a uptick of this after um, Infinity War because they they mentioned you, Thanos got the got the Power Stone from you know, he took out uh, was the planet Xanadar. Yeah, Xanadar. yeah he, he took it out. And so people are like, well, he, if he killed the entire Nova Corps, and there's probably that one survivor, that's Nova. Yeah, but... <sighs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it can be, but it's it's not. That That's really all that matters. Like, <laughs> that's being too hopeful? It, well, it, it, like, they can do that, but it, there's no through line on why that Nova Corps would lead to that Nova. Like what? It's probably going to end up being the the Sam Weller character, the the like kid Nova on on Earth, and his dad was a part of the Nova Corps back in the day. John but, C. Riley. But but it, that doesn't make sense. That, yeah, because because huh? Well, none of them have powers per se. Right. You know, right? Like, it's like his dad will have to be like a extra special Nova. Uh, unlike one that we've seen before because he's not a regular space cop he has this special helmet that makes him it's like us imagine imagine they show you um 
the Green Lantern <laughs> Corps in the movie, but they're not like the Green Lantern Corps. They're more like the X Men. And then they decide to make a Green Lantern movie. But see, that's the thing. It's like it's not even like they're the X Men. It's uh, like yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, I just yeah, it's I, like it's like imagine if you call them the Green Lantern Corps, but instead of being like the Green Lantern Corps, they're basically like Argus Super Troopers. Oh, okay, Argus. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes right. Sense. And it's like if Argus. Huh? They're just guys in green jets. Not even green <laughs> jets. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Not even green jets, just jets. And you're just like, well, why would you make the Green Lantern Corps just like regular people in spaceships? Like there's no there's no benefit to that. It's like cause the reality is like that's not what the Novas are. And you could have called them any generic name you wanted to, so it's like, you know, it's like the people that don't know don't know the difference, and the people that do know are just unhappy. So it really doesn't help anyone. So, so it I... appeals to everybody. <laughs> oh boy! Oh. So yeah, man, it's messed up. It's really messed up. Speaking of Green Lantern, it's going to be in that Snyder cut. Maybe. <laughs> uh supposedly there was a leak on on what the what the HBO Green Lanterns series is going to be. And if this leak is to be believed, it's way too Berlanti for me cuz they're doing that flashback half of it as a flashback and then the regular show is in the future is well not the future, but I guess present day. And, so and saying, this fool goes to that well often, huh? Yeah. Well, they're saying that the flashback is gonna, it's gonna open, it's gonna tie into the Lantern Corps movie, is what this says. And so the flashbacks in the TV show, at least for season one, is a little bit of Abensor and and Sinestro, with towards the end of the season, a young Hal Jordan is now going to be trained by Sinestro, and then so the movie is supposed to be an older Hal Jordan helping train uh John Stewart and then the the present day for the for the TV show is Jessica Cruz and uh what's homeboy's name uh how the fuck did I forget Simon his? Baz yeah as as kind of their buddy cop the beat cops of of the of the Green Lanterns so just fuck Kyle Rayner huh in the ass hard like there, there's wow. even talk of getting Guy Gardner in season two. I'm sure Rainer will come in eventually. I don't know. Who cares? I'm out. <laughs> and like I, I actually like Jessica Cruz. Uh, I, I like her character. I like the way she was introduced. She may be one of my favorite lanterns at this point. I. But not for TV. Well, the the thing is, like. The, they make it seem like they're being recruited to to replace the the Earth Lanterns because you know the the original four are now Honor Lanterns, which that yeah, goes along with what what happened in the comics. But the way Simon Bass and Jessica Cruz are become Green Lanterns is like it, it's not traditional. They weren't just chosen. You know, Simon Bass was chosen by a broken ring. Jessica Cruz. Like her ring isn't even technically a real Green Lantern ring. No. 
And actually, the story of how she becomes Green Lantern is, I think, great. I love it. As non-traditional as it is, it, it I, I, I like why she was chosen and her because she she was an agoraphobe when she get like yeah. she was afraid of everything when when she got the ring and so it's interesting to see her fight that to become a a, a good green lantern you know the, the her struggles with fear is, is make her an interesting character i feel like somebody just is that cuz her killed what was that joe is she an agoraphobic because her friends got killed? Yeah, I think like somebody close to her got killed, and plus she's in the DC universe, so like shit's go like exploding all the time. <laughs> There's people dying every day. Yeah, by the time she gets the ring, which wasn't again, it's not. People don't realize it, she didn't get a Green Lantern ring. Yeah, she got like one of those alternate universe rings. She got the power friend, rings the, ring. Yeah, power. Yeah, the friggin' whatchamacallit, dude. Injustice. So, yeah. Wait, is that Injustice Society? Uh, that, I feel like that's. Is wrong. that what it is? Or is no, because Injustice. That, no, that's the JSA villains. Oh, okay. No, it's it's the Syndicate. I think the Syndicate. Yeah, that is what it is. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. I don't think. Like it, it doesn't make sense for Green Lantern Ring to automatically recruit her. If she was like that afraid of everything. Yeah. That's your DC for you. Yeah, they keep. Yeah. Oh well. If I could do a good Bugs Bunny, I would have put it right there. <laughs> No, what we'll do for Oz is has to be Yosemite Sam going, yeah, bang, bang. <laughs> <You're dumb. laughs> uh, should we get out of here? Yeah, it's time. <laughs> Lloyd, are you still on the line? He took off. That makes sense. Uh, Heck, why don't you give me some final thoughts? Uh, I guess I'll have a review next week. Yeah. If I if I don't work. If you don't work, sounds good. Uh, Jay, why don't you give me some final thoughts, buddy? Amen. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Why she rough? It's pretty good. Fair. The word of the Lord. (laughs) Uh, Oz, final thoughts, please. Pick up some Nightwing. Some good stuff. Moses Magnum, final thoughts. Why does all games hate us? For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. Uh, please come back tomorrow morning. Check us out. We will be here. Uh, in the meantime, let us know what you think of the show. You can hit us on our Instagram, Fantastic Forum on Instagram. Let us know what you think of the show. Participate. 
And, uh, yeah, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Like I said, we'll be back tomorrow. This is Fantastic Forum live only on Twitch, apparently. See you tomorrow. See you real soon. Ho-ho. <laughs>